So welcome back, everybody. We've got a really awesome episode because everybody's back, and it's Batman Day. Wait, so what? <laughs> it's Batman Day today. I don't know. It's like the second day of Rosh Hashanah. I don't know what Batman is. He Jewish? <laughs> Pro- probably on on one of the Earths. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, like an annual celebration for the last five or six years. Uh, DC just like promotes the hell out of Batman this day. Basically, it's not his birthday or anything. They just decided like eh, September nineteenth sounds good enough. It's not even the same day every year. They change it every year. Yeah. They're like, uh, when do we need to promote something? And eh, make it Batman yeah. Day. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty much. So my favorite day of the year, obviously. Oh, okay. Um, how are you guys doing? Doing great. Got to, uh, had some barbecue today, which was great. So always good uh, when you spend the day uh, smoking a brisket. And uh, now I get to talk with you guys. So it just keeps and getting better. You're, you're back after a mm. couple of absences. Very Man. excited about that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely did not mean to be AWOL for, uh, for so long. But we had the combination of, uh, um, I think, and Chris mentioned uh, on the first one that I missed that uh, – uh, we had the opportunity to stay some extra time when we were on vacation um, uh, due to, uh, you know, what's going on in the world and everything. The people who were renting the house the week after we were renting it canceled. So the homeowner came to us and was like, listen, we'll, we can't sell this second week. Do you guys want it? And it was like a, like a third of, of, you know, what the extra week would have cost normally. So we're like, well, of course. So we stayed some extra time <laughs> and, uh, I, and I told, and I said, I was like, oh, okay, maybe I can figure it out. I can do this, you know, like on like a hot spot on the beach, you know, a thing. And you're like, no, <laughs> no, go enjoy the vacation. We'll see you in a little bit. And then, uh, you know, not to get too much into the muck or the weeds of, of my life, but we had a catastrophic uh, event at work and I was really in a rough spot uh, uh, for, for, you know, a number of weeks just dealing with that. And uh, there was actually the, uh, the show I was planning on being on with you guys. And like, it was like 20 minutes to recording time, which we record like, you know, fairly late in the evening. And I remember just texting you guys like, guys, I'm still at the office. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, take care of business. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a little while, but uh, thrilled to be back. Just chatting with you guys before recording here is uh, has been great, and uh, uh, yeah, just looking forward to uh, getting back into the game and swing a little bit. Thanks, and a big thanks to Chris Roberts for stepping up last week when both of us couldn't make it and putting out a great episode. It was really fun for me to edit and listen to. <laughs> Chris is uh. Yeah, he is uh, a delight. Uh, you know, listen to the other stuff that he does over the years, and I just knew we'd have a lot of fun bringing him on board. Yeah, no, that was a great idea to to fill the void with uh, the other two of us gone. Uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, I can handle it. <laughs> I, I mean, what what was the alternative? Just a, a monologue about? Uh... Trust me, yeah. Nobody wants to listen to just me drone on for like an hour yeah. and a half. Could be our highest rated episode. We'll have to try it out. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, can we go down to zero yeah. subscriptions? <laughs> Welcome back to Perspectives. It's four fifty four in the AM. <laughs> so, you guys been playing anything since the last couple of weeks? I will let Chris go first because I'm sure he's playing more than I am. I don't know if I can give you a run for your money. I'm uh, I'm playing. Remember how to do an auto exec bat and config sis. Um, <laughs> yeah, Chris okay. doesn't play games no, anymore. I, he just I, fixes computers. I, I have played a little bit, but no, I've uh, 
I continued my work on the compact portables. Um, so the compact portable one I got done, I had to do, it had one of these terrible foam and foil keyboards on it. So I had to like totally redo it and I had to recap the power supply. I probably talked about some of that cause it, uh, one of the capacitors just blew on it since I tried to turn it on. Um, but surprisingly and shockingly to me, once I finally got it back up and running again, the hard drives, like this old MFM 20 megabyte hard drive still worked. And so, like, it's all this stuff from work from, like, 1988, 1989. And so I'm kind of combing through some of this weird stuff from those days. Um, so I'm going to try to pull that stuff off there. Maybe, you know, give it to a couple of the older folks at work and say, hey, you know, if you want to go back and have some fun, here's your data from <laughs> from uh, 89 <laughs> or whatnot. You know, like, I had this special software so they could make, like, a, a chart of, like, you know, some data and... You know, it takes like forever to load what would be like one PowerPoint slide now, some very special <laughs> software, you know, but it was kind of funny. Uh, the compact portable too, I've, I've got that pretty much all done. Um, you know, I, I, the last piece was getting a Ram board in and then I, I had bought a brand new, well, new old stock Microsoft serial mouse, um, I saw eBay. that picture you said, yeah. <laughs> Takes that, you like, back. mouse that everyone had, yeah. yeah. With, like that little ergo curve in it. Yeah. yeah, it's got that little curve with the little hump on the back. Mm. And I will tell you, taking it out, and it's like, you know, brand new. And taking something like that out again that's brand new from that time, you're just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And it feels <laughs> great. It works wonderfully. And, and yeah. And I, and I forgot because, like, you know, years ago when I worked at Babbage's store 58 in Danbury, I remember, you know, like the transition from the ball mice to the optical when, you know, you would have to, you know, slide that little locking mechanism out, drop the ball out, clean it because they would, you know, get all funky and like, oh, this yeah. new Microsoft and like that's that Microsoft mouse that everyone had then became that Microsoft optical mouse that everyone yep. had. Still like, got with, like, one the of those. One at the bottom. Yeah, they're, they're, they're just tanks. And I, I remember like that, like it's it's weird to think about like that it was like a shift, you know, but like when you showed that picture, I was like, Oh my gosh, I remember having <laughs> 40 of these. Yeah. And these days, you know, that's it. A lot of these things you can't find. So, you know, like getting a Ram card for a 286 PC is, you know, anyway, I won't go too far. So now I've got a 286, <laughs> you know, portable with four megabytes of Ram. Very cool. Uh, I could go all the way up to 16 if I wanted to, but what would, <laughs> you know, it's, it'd be silly. So, yeah, that's it. Um, as far as playing games goes, um, you know, a little bit again of the Neo Geo uh, because I recapped it the other day because uh, I kind of just, you know, I'd already um, I'd already done the BIOS uh, swap. And so I just kind of wanted to finish all the inside work with it. So I recapped it, put it all back in there. Um, I did a recap Navy mod for a friend's ColecoVision not too long ago. And he was happy that because he grew up with Coleco. So he was really glad to be able to have an easy way to play that uh again and leather yeah there you go right and so uh yeah i got him up and running with that um yeah and and uh i did some more work on uh a pinium three that i've got so i uh you know i had a voodoo three sitting around i swapped a voodoo three into it it's kind of my disc making machine as well because it's got all the different floppies and a zip drive and everything else and so I've just been getting it kind of geared up uh, as well. and So yeah, and I'm waiting for the slow boat of some other Neo Geo games to hopefully arrive at some point. It's been a few months, so I would imagine I'm probably getting within the window of them actually showing up. 
And then, um, you know, we're going to probably talk about those things, but we've got the, I've got the Mario collection coming in soon, mostly for the kids. And then, um, yeah, did a big pre-order. But we'll, I'm, I see that we're going to get into some of that. Um, the, yeah. other thing, the other thing I, I wanted to bring up real quick um, is the coolest thing. And I, I wish I hadn't had to spend all my money on a pre-order this month. But um, there's a, a guy or a company that's made uh, translucent Saturn shell replacements. And you can pre-order them right now. 90 bucks a piece. They look amazing. I'm so tempted to try to just still find or maybe create and sell something real quick because, um, you know, like getting like a, a clear Saturn shell would just be really pretty amazing. <laughs> I would really like to do that. Um, but yeah, there's always like a lot of really cool stuff coming out for like retro computers. So this same company did a, uh, a same thing for Dreamcast not too long ago. And it went really well. So they said, okay, we're going to do a Saturn one. And uh, so they're taking orders on that. Um, man, I just love that so much stuff is going on for the retro scene. And you're and you're talking about the system shell. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because for for a minute I thought you were talking about like the game case shell, which I know some uh, I think what was it limited? Yeah. Um, did yeah uh, did they those? just started doing those? Yeah. Yep. Um. But yeah, and and that's something that uh, uh, me and Chris from Retro World Expo talked about doing a while ago. He was like, Hey, like, do you think we could figure out a way to you know redo these? And I'm like, Yeah. I mean, let's look into it. So we we like we talk to all these different manufacturers and we're like, you know, like, how do we get the mold or can we remake one? And they started to, you know, like this, the whole process of trying to do that. And like, it was so daunting. And we're like, yeah, like this is beyond us. So it took someone, you know, obviously, you know, with enough, uh, uh, you know, resources and enough, uh, you know, stick to it in this to do it. But uh, yeah, I remember, but you're talking about the system shells. So, so would you just replace uh, the shell on a system or you're not looking to like, take the guts of like a Sega CD and like, you know, fit it into like a Saturn cell or something. <laughs> no, well, I've got two Saturns. So I've got my launch Saturn that I bought day one and this shell, they're only doing the model two Saturn. Uh, it's all model two shell, which is fine. Um, and my model two has a mod chip in it and everything. So I would just transplant it um, into that. And I think if I ever get an optical disc emulator or whatever, that's going to end up in that one anyway. And so, you know, uh, and just be able to look inside and see the guts. They've got different ones. So if you don't want just clear, they've got different colors like purple and like a pink. And, you know, but to me, it would just be awesome to just have to have a see-through yeah. <laughs> Saturn. <Nice. laughs> so uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll see if before the window closes, if I can try to sneak one of those things in. Um, I need to, I recapped the board, the power supply on my Saturn um, as well. Not so long ago, but I probably should redo the whole thing if I can, but that's uh boy yeah that's been keeping me busy sounds like it Jeez. yeah i yeah i love it's this summer has been i've been doing so much electronics work and i really i really enjoy it and it's very good keeps me busy uses my hands um so yeah i'm enjoying it good nice what about you bill uh so as far as many computers have you fixed in the last <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, manually configuring can config sys and auto exec bat, right? Um, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> just 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 nothing but making boot disks so that everybody can play uh, their 386 uh, uh, DOS run games with their Sound Blaster uh, 16 drivers. 
Um, but yeah, so, so I, like I mentioned before, um, life kind of got in the way for a little while there. And um, I was doing my regular thing, you know, kind of popping into Destiny 2 here and there and doing some raids. And this time of year is always kind of a, a, a lull for Destiny because it's like it's the summertime. There's no new content. And the fall expansion, you know, was supposed to come out in September and of getting pushed in November. So what they do at this time every year is they have this event called um, uh, the Solstice. Um, they call it the Solstice of Heroes or they call it the, you know, Moments of Triumph. There's a few different things they've done with it. But basically, they kind of give you like this whole checklist of like old content to go back through and be like, oh, remember how cool this was? Do this again and we'll give you this cool reward. And like you get, you know, different armor glows or like a title that goes above your head. So kind of regular Destiny stuff. So I was like, well, whatever. It'd be get a good excuse to kind of get back with the clan guys and, you know, do some fun stuff and say, oh, you know, remember when we did this? This was so cool. So did that for a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, didn't really want to sink like, you know, like all of my time into it. So didn't really do any of the PVP stuff or any of that. And then, um, so that was kind of right around the time, uh, like vacation was going on, which was the, the first show that I missed, uh, when we stayed the extra, the vacation bit. And then, um, once uh, I got back and, you know, kind of stuff blew up at work and I didn't want to really be playing games, I didn't want to be in front of a screen when I got home from work, right? So I really kind of stopped playing games for a while. Um, just, like, took it easy and took a few weeks to kind of, like, you know, settle down and just be at home and just, like, you know, listen to records or just kind of relax, spend time with the kids. Um, so, and I actually spent a lot of time just watching my kids play. And my kids would ask me to play with them, and that was really cool. So um, when Minecraft Dungeons first came out, we grabbed it on Xbox Game Pass, and uh, I think, uh, like Chris mentioned um, on one of the first shows that I missed, uh, uh, that his uh, kids had kind of tried it. Oh, it was cool, and like you know, like maybe we'll go back to it at some point. And that's kind of how my kids were at first with it. Like they've dragged they... me back in. Don't worry, <laughs> yep. I didn't mention that, but they've dragged me into playing yep. sometimes. So, so when it gets hard, it's... then they yeah. pull, they pull Dad in. So, so they, so we started together, like the three of us and like we went in and I'll tell you, like, it was quite frustrating that anybody can pause the game at any time, but like you continue to get attacked. Yes. Like every time they pick um, up an item, they want to like go and you're like, no, stop. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, and so I, I do, I do like that there are like, there's like shared, uh, what do you call it? Like the gems or like the jewels, whatever they're called. So those yeah. are kind of shared and like, they'll just kind of like, you know, uh, you'll absorb them automatically. Every Like, you know, a few will go to everybody and there are drops that anybody can pick up. And then there are reserve drops which is kind of cool because if you've ever played Diablo with Krabby, he is getting all of the loot <laughs> because he is the one who is killing things and he is going to fit like, Oh, can I have that? And he's like, sucker. So, um, oh, I share all the loot. <laughs> no, he does. On. He does. I'm giving him, giving him some guff, but yeah, he is a, he is a good, uh, uh team leader. Um, but in uh, Minecraft, so they have these reserve drops. So it'll be a different color depending on like which player gets to get it. So things will drop and there's still like a billion ads on the screen and, you know, Cameron will go pick up this bow and just pause, go to inventory. He's like, oh, daddy, look what I got. And not only is your, like, controller vibrating because you're still being attacked, but, like, the screen is, like, flashing red on the outsides of it to, like, let you know, like, you're all taking damage. So, and you really don't want to be yelling at your kids or, like, causing, like, a frustrating, <laughs> anxiety-inducing moment. But you're like, get out of the menu! <laughs> get out of the menu right now! We're in combat! <laughs> and do you have this thing, too, where, like, they will... 
like they'll just keep running and running yep. and like their their health yep. refills are gone and they'll just keep running into the middle yep. and i'm just like just stop for a minute yeah. just like, yeah. stop yeah. and let's like, recharge stop. Stop. just stop 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 <laughs> just wait just stop just stop stop and then callahan will drop cuz he's the highest level and cuz he plays uh, you know when when me and cameron aren't around so he's the highest level and then he'll drop this thing uh, it's like an aoe healing effect so we're like callahan we, like we, we need to heal we need to heal so he'll drop it and then Cameron will be in it, and he'll use his potion. And I'm like, dude, you, dude, you didn't need to use your potion because you were you were healing. You were just in there. And he was like, it's okay. My potion was ready. And then he like Leroy Jenkins through like five rooms of people, and then he's dead. And I'm like, dude, yep. If you didn't use your potion earlier, you would still have you know. So you're trying to you know kind of keep it calm and just kind of give these fundamental you know things. And then they would go forward, and then they die. And I'm like, guys, see what happened? Like, we died. And they're like, it's okay. We get three more turns. And I'm like, no, it is. But <laughs> yeah, and then and then they wipe, and then yep. they're like, oh, you know. And you're like, we we would have had that. Just relax. Yeah. So yeah. So so it's. I mean, it's it's great because you get to kind of like see, you get to see them learn the same way that you did, you know. And it's and it's great. Like you try to. And it's like, you know, your parents try to teach you and you're like, yeah, whatever, dad. And you go off and you make your own mistakes and then that's how you learn. So, um, but yeah, so they kind of, that we started playing it and they kind of fell out of it. And then something like brought them, you know, like they just had the itch to play it again. And like now uh, it's, it's so cool too, because like they love and they still play just regular proper Minecraft, but they, they keep kind of getting sucked back into this and my kids, they both have had like uh, uh, like speech therapy for like minor speech issues. So a lot of times I think they're saying things that aren't real. Um, so like they're and I don't know if these exist in regular Minecraft, but they're talking about the mushroom. Yeah. And I'm That's like, a real thing. and I'm like, mushroom. <laughs> and I'm like, no, buddy, it's a mushroom. And he's like, no. So there's a cow. So, so you, <laughs> Bill, you've been sending your kids to speech it. therapy all these years, and they're literally just talking about Minecraft. They don't need this. They're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, he's just talking about uh, mushrooms. So, so yeah. And then I'm like, dude, buddy, it's a mushroom. And then they show me, and I'm like, oh no, you're right. Like, there's actually mushrooms. But it's it's just great. And because like you know, what, uh, they're they're just so into it. So. And they're dad, you gotta come help us. And then they're level like fifty and forty two, and my guy's level like twelve. Mm -hmm. I'm like, guys, I'm not, I'm not helping you. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a hindrance. So now Callahan's like, okay, dad, I'm gonna play on your file. I'm gonna level you up, and then you can play with. So it's, it's, it's just crazy that uh, you know they've kind of found something that they, because for years we tried to get them to play something together. And even though they have their little things where they're like, and they'll say to each other, like, get out of the menu, you know, or that's my drop, or that's what they do kind of play it together. And for years, we've tried to find something that they, you know, kind of wouldn't fight over. So it's, it's kind of cool. They got into that. They still jump back into Mario Maker and uh, uh, my younger son likes Yoshi's Crafted World still. And randomly, I was like, you know what? I haven't played Switch in a while. And I picked up the Switch Lite because I prefer the way it feels handheld to the to our full Switch. And I fired a Baxium Verge. And my first thought when it hit the title screen was like, oh, my God, this music. I forgot how good it was. And then I just started playing it. And you know, I, I don't mean to down talk Hollow Knight because it's great. But one of the things that I hear a lot of people say about Hollow Knight whenever it comes up in conversation or like, you know, in like a, a you know, an article or something is like, oh, like this is one of the best Metroidvanias ever made. When I play Axiom Verge, I'm thinking like, 
it's not even close. Like Axiom Verge is so, 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 so good. And, uh, uh, and I've just, I was just outside playing it and my, and my kids will see me playing a game and they're like, Oh, like, what's that? I'm like, Oh, it's, you wouldn't like it. It's, it's hard. Like, don't worry about it. But then both of my kids started playing Axiom Verge and they were playing it for like three, four <laughs> days and they don't get very far, but they really, really like it. So that's kind of cool. And then Cameron's like, I want to play Zelda. I'm like, I don't know, buddy, you know, cause he's, uh, he just turned five and he's not like super, super, you know, he doesn't really play games that are very difficult. He's kind of like simple stuff, but he started it and he played it for like a couple of days and like one, once, and he was into it and he was playing and I took the switch and I looked at it. Hasn't like climbed a single tower, like doesn't have a sword, <laughs> <laughs> just running around. He's like, daddy, look what happens when I see it. Well, like if the goblin sees me, he runs after me and he tries to kill me. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. What are you going to do? And he's like, I'm going to try to have him see me hide behind this tree. And then he won't see me. And then he like goes to the corner and then he does that. And he comes back and he's like, daddy, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's pretty cool. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so that, that's, you know, I've been experiencing games through my kids eyes recently, which has actually really been super awesome. And the only thing that I just started playing recently, um, is, uh, we played, uh, uh, Stick of Truth with the uh, Playcast um, when they played it a while back, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and I've 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 owned the Fractured but Whole for a while. It was like super cheap on a Steam sale, like like two or three dollars. So um, I was just random like yesterday. I was like I haven't played anything in a while. I opened up Steam, and it was like the first kind of thing that popped up that because uh, like it'll give you recommendations of things that you own but you haven't played yet, but it knows you're kind of into that kind of thing. So it popped right up, and I was like sold. So started playing it got a couple hours in um really cool so far uh some good improvements uh like quality of life improvements over stick of truth uh mini map is great um the uh i haven't seen any chim pokemon yet so i'm really hoping they make a return uh the coonstagram uh, is kind of cool uh doing the uh, the followers um it's as funny as the first one was so far uh the only thing that i'm not nuts about it's got this like weird kind of like positional battle system as opposed to like just like a traditional turn-based rpg kind of like you know a final fantasy super mario rpg just like you know what do you want to do attack defend item yeah it's like got a grid based system. exactly yeah it's it's like front mission south park and uh or uh, or i don't know what game you would describe it to but yeah it's 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 like a three by six grid i think it is and you position yourself and then your attacks have like an area of impact and then certain ones have knockbacks so it's very strategic and like you know kind of how you're hitting and it's not bad so far but i feel like i'm looking at the pattern of where it's going to hit as opposed to like what does this attack do you know is it fire is it ice is it a status effect i'm just looking at shapes and being like that's the shape that currently matches where the enemies are so maybe i'll kind of get the hang of it a bit more i'm still very early um but yeah that's the uh that's kind of like what I've been doing in the in the gaming world. So, Krabby, I assume you have been playing Nintendo games. I beat my 600 wow. NES game recently. Yeah, then you have to tell people what it was. Uh, it was Might and Magic. <laughs> yeah, bad choice. Secret of the Inner Sanctum. Hey, it's it's over now. <laughs> it's a good it's choice. A... I don't have to dread looking forward to that yeah. coming up. It's one way the to celebrate 600. The achievement for beating that game is called never again <laughs> it, i i normally actually don't mind like the first person kind of dungeon crawlers once i get going in them they're, they're always really hard to start mm. 
that one i never had that moment though where it clicked like it's just a real confusing grind fest and there's, <laughs> and there's no like story to pay it off and the the world's not all that interesting and there, there really wasn't a big redeeming factor like after playing like wizardry i really got into it and pool of radiance really got into it this one though like just never clicked and there's a couple enemy types who have to be glitched or like there's a programming error because they're like in a group of bad guys and the rest of the group is hitting me for like 10 to 20 damage and then when this one enemy hits me it's like 255 <laughs> <laughs> yes that would and be a glitch like, oh. i would say yeah, yeah two, and, then, and so, 255 too that's like a very programming specific. number <laughs> yes it's ff yes. so there's one part in the game where there's you know i'm trying to go down this dungeon and and collect this item and there's there's occasionally mandatory fights where they're just like locked in a tight corridor you can't walk around that space or anything uh and and one of those glitched battles was there and it was all enemies that hit for 255 like and there was like 11 of them and all my guys have like maybe 40 hit points (laughs) racking my brain like how do i figure this out and i had to grind for like 15 hours to level up my guys enough that it unlocked some spells so i could attack enemies that weren't in the front row and i had enough guys that because i knew they they would have a minimum of three attacks if i had the best rng when i entered the battle so i I also had to like go make sure they didn't get first attack and and stuff like that so that because if they got two attacks my whole team's wiped so i had to go through and kill as many as they could with like trying to have only three of them left. And I think there was like nine of them in that battle. Oh my. And so I was going to take three hits and I was going to lose three characters. So I had to lose the right three characters. Cause if I lost my thief, I couldn't open the doors to get out. <laughs> if I lost my white mage, I couldn't teleport out of the dungeon after I got the item. So I like, I, re- I played through that fight like dozens of times until I got through uh... it with the right three characters still alive. And then one of the times where I did that, I got killed by another group of enemies right uh, after just because my team was so weak and I had to redo it again. I was so upset. <sighs> Excellent but choice. Excellent choice. After, after that part of the game, it went pretty smoothly. What, what's, that part was just really rough. What's funny, I have to insert is, you know, Kelsey's you know, asking me before, like, yeah, what do you think? What, what, what do you think my 600th game should be? I didn't suggest Might and Magic. You can believe that. <laughs> hey, I I played your suggestion <laughs> as five ninety nine. <laughs> you did. <laughs> and it was guardian legend it was pretty good yeah it was better than my should, should have made that one 600 yeah <laughs> is would you would you, where would this rank on your most frustrating nes experiences is this right up there in like the top three or four or there's are there more frustrating ones on this better or worse than baseball I... <laughs> uh better than baseball well that's just boring well, there, baseball there's just a boring, variety right? of Not yeah there's a variety of stuff <laughs> they, like the baseball games yeah, the bases loaded, there's just too much of them mm-hmm. is the problem. Not that they're bad. It's just they're, it's the same thing over and over and over. Uh, at least there's different bad guys in different areas, and there's some decent music and like, magic. Yeah, I, I don't know. It might crack the top ten for frustrating, but I don't think it hit the top three. Is it a Dragon's Lair frustrating? Uh, no, Dragon's Lair I don't find as frustrating as I think a lot of people do. Don't don't play it like a platformer, like it looks like. Play it like a Dragon's Lair game, where everything kills you the first time because you don't know which direction to push. <laughs> it's just trial and error. Uh, yeah. Well, congrats. But yeah, thank nice you. work. I 
it feels like I'm in the home stretch now, which is really, really exciting. And then once I have 50 games left, I think that's another like big milestone where it'll just feel like it's coming together. And I'm, I'm getting really close to that. Because since Might and Magic, I also beat uh, Pinbot, Infiltrator, Tecmo World Wrestling, and Blue League <sighs> Baseball. Tecmo World Wrestling. That's actually one of the better fighting games really? and wrestling games on the system, I think. Oh, yeah. okay. I was impressed with it. I liked it. All right. Then yeah, maybe I, I'm confusing I it, it with something else. Uh, I think pro wrestling is the only one we ever <laughs> got into. We never played the 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 uh, WWF ones. Some um, of those are okay. Yeah. What's that really yeah. early wrestling game that's... T- tag Team Yes, wrestling? that's yeah. the one. That That's a bad one. Yeah, that's that what I was thinking bad. of. Oh, I, oh it was yeah, so terrible. No. The Tecmo sports games are actually pretty good, and World Wrestling is not an exception. Like It's got some of the better grappling. All the characters actually have different moves. There's these really cool special moves once you get the guys down under half health that you can do. Um, the music's fantastic throughout the whole thing. It has some of the better uh, animation for a fighting game. Wow, I was really impressed with it. Yeah, uh, a buddy of mine who had similar work weeks to Bill recently, where he's just had nightmares at work. He's like, I got two weeks off. He's like, come over and we're just going to play something. And so I went over to his house and we started Digital Devil Saga for the PS2. Um, he's the same guy I went through the Devil Summoner games with and Nocturne. And so we're like smashing out all the Shimigami games on the PS2. And I'm really impressed with Digital Devil Saga. And there's just a couple quality of life things that really bother me. So I'm hoping when we finish it, move on to two, it just like picks up where one left off, but changes a couple things. I think it'll be a, a lot of high hopes for two, but one's really fun so far. Um, I had a buddy over or my neighbor over. He just, he's like texting me out of the blue. He's like, I'm coming over. We're playing some Mario Kart tonight. <laughs> so he came over, he played some Mario Kart 8, had a really good time. He's like, you pick something now. And we booted up some Ikaruga and played a few rounds of Ikaruga, which is really, really fun. He'd never played that before. Um, another friend uh, I caught up with I haven't seen in a couple months uh, we just sat down and played through Super Mario Bros. 3 and it was great no warp whistles just did it the old fashioned way and, and so much fun that's not a short game if you go through all of it no it's about 3-4 to four hours when you're playing everything yeah. and like we're both a little rusty on it but I think we did pretty good for the most part which version did you play? Uh, he just had the Switch one, the mm. the NES games that are on the Switch there when mm. you sign into the online. Sure. So we played yeah. that version. Yeah. Um, and then I read uh, the book for Pool of Radiance, which I just I had on my shelf. I don't even remember where I got it, probably when I had my store. Um, but I, I just caught my eye because I've been reading a lot lately, and I really liked Pool of Radiance for the NES, so I thought I'd check out the book and see if it was as good. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the NES game, I thought, was fascinating how it told the story and the things you could do in there for, for a game of that age. Um, and the book didn't quite live up to that, but it was fun to read. I haven't read it like a fantasy novel in like decades, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just neat to feel like a... 12 year old again read some some crappy old uh, 80s fantasy book <laughs> i used to read a lot of the weiss and hickman you know fantasy novels and stuff in the day and series but yeah i'm like you haven't read any in decades yeah i i was really big into the terry brooks shinara books I, I think i read like 10 of those or something when i was a kid and then the the lord of the rings and stuff like that too but 
It's been a while. Yeah, like the Pern books. I thought, yeah, I'm wondering if my kids are getting, like Maddie, yeah, maybe she's getting old enough for the Pern books, but uh, I don't know. Hey, we'll see. Yeah, so that's been my my gaming over the last uh, couple weeks. And then just because of the episode we're doing today, I booted up some Mario Odyssey a couple nights ago to just uh, play like 10 minutes on every level, just run around and grab a moon or two that I remembered where they were. And it's so good. It's like such a comfort game. We're going to talk about some other news that's more timely, you think? Yeah. Did you guys catch the PlayStation 5 event? Caught it after the fact. I know you and Adam were jib-jabbing back and forth a whole lot during it. Uh, I yeah. caught the messages, but I was in a, in a meeting at the time, unfortunately. So I just kind of can glance over and see these texts pop up, which are rather cryptic to some, to some degree. But <laughs> Try not to spoil it, because I knew you mentioned you wouldn't be able to watch it right away. Yeah. yeah. No, it was really, really cool. Um, they showed more of like uh spider-man and demon souls which are, are both going to be launch games um final fantasy 16 as an exclusive which you know no i don't think most people expected there was a there was a rumor leading into it but even with that rumor i was like that's not happening you, you know though all that means is there'll be a royal edition or something that comes out later that's going to be on everything right. else i mean probably yeah, yeah 12 months later or something and, and, I, and i think it was like like during it there was a little thing that said like oh like also available for pc but then like on the website that was gone and like they asked me about it and they were like we have nothing to say at this time <laughs> so yeah. it's definitely a console exclusive for a window of time you know and probably yeah. coming to pc and other things but like i would expect at least a year on playstation it was just weird yeah, to me when I, we saw that because they didn't show a lot of gameplay and what they showed really looked to me like devil may cry yeah, really action-heavy combat for sure. I'm yep. I'm just really pumped that it's like really pushing into the fantasy again and kind of leaving out the like tech stuff. Um, so yeah. those are not my favorite Final Fantasies, like seven and eight. I, I like when they go like the full medieval magic and stuff. I'm with you there. Um, I, I I have this weird aversion to like when everything's like British accents, <laughs> like so like the 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 accent really just kind of threw me where everyone kind of sounds like Game of Thronesy stuff and like it's very, you know like it just, and I know you know like it makes sense you know in the context of like what they're doing and everything but like I don't know it just kind of threw me off but uh, yeah I I agree that like uh, uh, the combat looked actually it looked like a kind of a combination of Final Fantasy fifteen where you're like controlling you know uh, uh like in like a only well it's it's almost like a mix between 7 remake and 15 where like it's action combat but like it looks like you're only controlling one person i don't know if they yeah. they showed yeah. any like there might be some more team based stuff but uh they never showed uh, even a menu or an interface yeah. it was just some action shots so yeah uh, who knows yeah. might be too early yeah yeah it could be 2 or 3 years off we don't have a date on that one yet i don't think yeah, I, I would yeah. I would guess twenty two at the earliest, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, me too. Um, Can we? And then they mostly just showed other stuff that we'd already seen. I think. Isn't it just Call of Duty? Strange and... to me. I mean, well, going back and watching it after the fact, was it just me? Or was like really weird that it was like okay, just here's some odd trailers. We're not really gonna say anything else, and a price and bye. And you're like, wait, what? You know, they didn't talk. They didn't really talk much. Well, wasn't about it just anything. and by? It was like, hey, one more thing, and then they teased that God of War Two is coming next year. 
Yeah, but I mean, like, that's a big, we, that's a big then tease. we get tweets, like, a few minutes, like, a little bit later, that's like, oh, by the way, <clears throat> you, you, here it is, go buy it now. Oh, and by the way, here's your launch game. Demon's Souls is a launch yeah, game. And yeah, and, like, th- there was a lot of You just info that came had a video. You're like, why could you have yeah. maybe in the video put that this was a yeah. launch? You know, it was just yeah, weird. Yeah, but the, vi- the, the video had to be edited before they knew what the price was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they must have known that this game, like Demon's Souls, is ready, right? Yeah, and Spider-Man, and yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and then hadn't they said, like, the Spider-Man thing was exclusive, but now it's coming out on PS4? They didn't say that exactly. They were really misleading over the last few months because they kept saying, like, we believe in generations. Our games are generational. Like you, you're going to play PS five games on the PS five. And then, yeah, last minute they're like, but except for <laughs> Spider-Man and horizon, those are going to be on PS four as well. So they've been like, yeah, like taking little pot shots of Microsoft for their plan. And then secretly doing the exact same thing for the first two years. Like Microsoft said they were. Uh, yeah. It's been super. Po- and like, did you guys see the tweet today they put out? Yeah, they, they apologize for a terrible pre-order situation for most people. And yeah. so did uh, uh, and I, I know I'm 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 separate from a lot of people in this, but the my news item that I had in here was the new G uh, GeForce cards, the RTX uh, uh, 3080 and 3090s uh, have been you know the specs have been released, some benchmarks have started to come out. Just just ignoring the 3070. Yep, exactly. Yeah, not even so, gonna talk about it. Nope, nope. We're just gonna we're just gonna glaze right over it. And uh, 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 same thing, like pre-orders open for it and like were a complete yeah. disaster a la the PlayStation 5 pre-orders only like I don't think anybody could get them or like they would show up for like two seconds and then they would drop out of your cart. There are like one star reviews for all the GTX cards and it's all <laughs> just people like I tried for seven That's hours like, to pre-order oh. this thing and I couldn't do it. So it's just yeah. weird how like you you would think like in the internet age where like you know you can go to Ticketmaster and get put in a queue to buy you know concert tickets and or packs you know you get put in a queue and like you know like it, it shuffles you through like how can no one figure out you know how to do pre-orders uh, properly Yeah I like I saw all the PS5 stuff people you know like I can't get it and then all of a sudden someone's like it's up at Target and mm. everyone tries Target and it's up at Best Buy and then you see people like trickling out, like I got one or I got two, I'll sell one to you, and yeah. and then f- slowly figuring out the big mess. But everyone I saw tweeting about those cards was like, "Did anybody get one?" And everyone's yeah. like, "No, no, nobody, nobody got, got one." <laughs> so now we have Nvidia apologize for that. Sony apologized for theirs. Like, oh. yeah, and Microsoft saying like, "We've got seconds. all our ducks in the order. Yeah. This is when it's happening." <laughs> If any of our retailers jump the gun, we're going to punish them with uh, lower um, allocation. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully that goes smooth for them because, yeah, the last couple didn't go well. Yeah, I don't even understand that, like, they didn't even have any of this information in their video. And why is Jeff Keighley, like, the guy that gets to tell all, like, even not even their official Twitter account tells the this information. Yeah. Like, like I know Jeff gets the scoops all the time, and he's got a lot of. But it was like literally it seemed really weird. Literally, still. like right after the thing ended, he was putting this stuff out. Like, wait, what? We just watched. It yeah. was just on. Yeah. And I, I mean, I that was the weird part because remember they had remember you said that you had signed up for like whatever that goofy Sony email like be the first to pre order whatever. Yeah. They they didn't get back to me. I didn't get picked. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't really matter though, did it? Because they weren't the first ones to get a chance to pre-order anyway. No, they, they weren't the first ones, but they didn't have to deal with like you know being in a Best Buy queue, like trying to keep it in your cart. So they mm. they got theirs a couple days later, 
but they had to be invited to do that. So, but you know, this is where I saw this stuff going on. I literally just went on to Walmart. Oh, there it is. Click, click, click. Okay, I'm done. I'm good. I got one. Yeah. And that was, it was so, easy. Up here, I, like, I went on to Best Buy first, and they, when I first opened it up, it was like, hey, they're here. I clicked on it. By the time my shopping cart went to cash out, they're like, we're out of stock. So it booted me out. So I tried EB Games, and their website kept crashing and crashing and crashing. Like, I had one in my cart. I just could not get to the checkout. So while I had that up, I opened up London Drugs, which usually doesn't isn't the first one people go to up here. So I tried that one, hoping I could get one. And same thing that happened at Best Buy. Like it showed one when I got there, but by the time I tried to check out, it's like, no, we're gone. Yeah. So I, this whole time, I'm still trying to refresh the EB Games one. It kept crashing. Eventually, Walmart Canada started taking them too, and I got one through there. Wow. But yeah, it was bit of a pain didn't take me seven hours like the rtx guys like i was on for maybe an hour an hour and a half yeah i just oh, man I, it's it's mind-boggling right like yeah that's just um you know i'm glad that it seems like they're now starting to get a handle on it a little bit but man yeah. hopefully yeah it, it does but with it, that it, apology it, they said they were gonna open more pre-orders up and, and up the stock and stuff so and it and, and it, it does gets better and it does seem like one of those things that like you know it's a news item right now and like everybody had a pain with it but like in like two months no one's gonna remember it you know it's just one of those speed bumps uh, unless oh they will because the scalpers the are the scalpers are gonna be driving them sky high so yeah people will be talking that, about this that, that was gonna but, that was gonna happen regardless though but ev- also every like major outlets but sending people emails like hey you're probably not going to get this on launch day so yeah if, if nobody gets theirs on launch day that'll be an issue too i think people complain about walmart mine says i, I should get it on the 20th my, which is eight days out. walmart sent me my email conversation conversation you know confirmation right away it says oh you know november 12th delivery mm, date nice I, I got that right away and then i got a second <clears throat> email like 10 minutes later that's like it's coming on the 20th oh yeah I've, <laughs> i think i must have got lucky or something I mean, I was shocked yeah. at how simple it was. I figured, I figured, no, this is going to just not work at all. And I remember you saying, like, you're like, I don't need one until I can get Demon's Souls. I I was, didn't expect you to be picking one up. A well, I told you when Demon's Souls That's, comes out, I would get a PlayStation did. 5 you and did. I did. So, I mean. Um, well done. That's that's yeah. going to that's gonna postpone the Xbox order, but that's okay. I already have my Xbox. It's sitting right <laughs> on my... <laughs> <laughs> I think they're, ta- my, uh, they're talking about the new fridge model, Bill. The uh, uh, the paper uh, cutout. <laughs> oh, did you t- from <laughs> that, that tweet? Post- you made one. Did that you? they post it on Twitter? Oh, you, that was so cool. Did you hey, print one out? See what see what it's gonna. Oh yeah, I was I was at, I was at work and we have you know the we have the the size paper. You know we have like you know ledger paper and like we have a plotter. So I was like, all right, we're doing this. <laughs> I need to do that so I can see if it'll fit where I currently have my regular Xbox exactly just and and i and i showed that tweet to my wife and she was like we could really confuse the kids <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the worst christmas yeah. ever we got it no <laughs> <laughs> well the good news is it doesn't have to be online or update or anything so <laughs> dad it's so light physical forever <laughs> it's weird this has just been like to me i don't know it's like the weirdest console launch that I oh, for sure, totally. for everybody, yeah. yeah. 
and and I know I'm kind of in in like a weird spot where like I've kind of like pulled back from games a bit and like I'm not kind of as in tune with uh, uh, with the new launches um, as a lot of people are and uh, um, I, I personally don't plan on getting them this year um, and I kind of have this thing like the last few consoles except for the PlayStation uh, 4 I kind of got like right away like I got my my day one Xbox and I got the Series X like pretty much right when it came out. And I got the uh, the switch like pretty shortly. Like I, I resisted a little bit, but I was like, nah, I gotta get it. <laughs> so like I got everything like kind of pretty quickly. And in most, you know, in a lot of cases it was all right, but like in a few of them, it's like, you know, eight months later, like, oh well, there's a price drop, or there's a better bundle, or here's a cool color, you know. And I was, I keep saying, you know, next time consoles come out. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to wait that, like, you know, eight, ten months, whatever. I'm going to get the price drop. I'm going to get the game bundle. So this time I kind of feel like I'm in that headspace where, like, I can actually do it, you know. So so we'll see what happens with that, like, if they if they fool me with a, uh, you know, like a custom system in the spring or something like that. I, you know, but that was – I think I even chat in the chat with you guys had put, like, I was like, eh, maybe I'll just hold on and wait a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. But then Sony has to go and – Oh, which is fine. It's fine. Yeah. I also want to point out, right right before the conference, Chris was like, hey, what do you think these prices are going to be? Yeah. Yeah. I I give it to you. I give it to you. You... And and I should pull that that message up, but I think you teased me. You're like, you're crazy. (laughs) It's not good. I was, yeah, I was very seriously shocked that they did that. Um, uh, To me, I'm, man, I wonder how much money they're losing. On each machine. Yeah, especially on that digital one, because I don't think they wanted to go that low. Yeah. And a- apparently, the rumors are that it's like somewhere between 1% to 5% of the pre-orders are those digital ones, and everyone's pissed because the- a lot of people want them. Oh, ones, really? And and they can't get them, so they're just going with the disc one. Well, that's funny. And then since the last show, though, when we were all on talking, the Xbox prices came out too, right? So we didn't really get a chance to talk yeah. about that. So the 500 and then the, the S leaked. Which I think you know a lot yeah. of people know. We'd had that conversation. I still don't think that it's a good idea to have the S out there, but whatever. Uh, but three hundred dollars, right? This, yeah, that's a pretty good price. Um, and they got that financing option too, which you know seems shady, but it's there for people, which I'm sure they'll I, take advantage of it. And I think they've had that for a while, or at least maybe they were testing it, or maybe it was a Microsoft Store only thing. But yeah, it's been out there where it's like you know twenty five or thirty five a month or whatever for the system with game pass and when you add it up over the like you know so it's it's like you know could be like seven or eight hundred dollars like over the course of like the two or three years or whatever but when you factor in you know the price of game pass or like you know not having to buy games it's like okay you know i I could see some people you know jumping in on that it's and it's like you said it's one of those things it's definitely not for everybody you know everyone's got different circumstances but uh it's kind of like you know do you rent the cable box from your provider or you know do you you know buy your thing on your own type deal or your modem or whatever so yeah i mean it's uh giving people the option so i'd and I don't know if they've ever released numbers on those. I'd be super curious to know, like, what kind of, like, numbers they have on, you know, uh, how many people take advantage of that type of program. I think it was, like, test markets before. I don't mm. think it was full. So I, I, I don't think they have solid numbers for that. I think you're right. I, I saw a tweet that somebody put together that kind of broke out that thing. They're like, okay, so if you bought an, a Series X and then you paid full retail for the Game Pass Ultimate and all this stuff that you would actually come out like maybe like $20 ahead if you did the payment plan. But I mean, yeah. let's be honest, you know, nobody probably buys full retail of those 
like subscriptions or anything. I mean, I know like PlayStation Plus. I just saw like some place selling them for like thirty bucks the other day. Yeah, for a yeah, year, you wait so. till someone's got it for exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, it's not a terrible option. I think for some people, I won't use it, but yeah. So you you're going to go for the big boy though, right? The, the X? yeah, I don't see a, point, a reason yeah. not to, because um, you know I'll I'll still have the <clears throat> the regular Xbox One X that you know I so that's kind of the thing that to me I'm like I'm fine with it. I can wait a little while because everything I don't think anything's going to really be much exclusive yet. Um, so you know, and the, most of these things are upgradable, so. I'll probably maybe spring or something. Maybe I can save up enough pennies yeah. again to get one. I'm going to keep my eyes out because uh, Scorn looks interesting and Chorus looks interesting. And I think those are sticking to Xbox as far as I've heard. I don't think I've heard them coming to PlayStation. But those two piqued my interest. If those uh, if those look good and, and people like them, I might uh, jump in earlier than I was thinking I would. So I was thinking yeah. probably not even next year for an Xbox, probably like 2022. Yeah, prices will probably pop down a little bit or something by then. Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting a, another, I you know, next year. Because, again, I've already got yeah. this Game Pass paid for, so mm, why not? Yeah. All right, you guys want to get on to the topic? Quit talking about Sony and Microsoft? woo Talk about the only, the only one that matters. <laughs> it's Nintendo. So it's, uh, it's Mario's. 35th anniversary that guy's old uh, that, old dude the new all-stars collection just came out so i thought it'd be a great time to just talk about mario what it means to us and our favorite games in the series and stuff like that mario mario <laughs> ma- ma- mario super mario oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna edit you every time it's gonna be a long it's me, mario <laughs> So, how old were both of you when you first played Mario for the first time? And what was your first Mario game? Uh, uh, I mean, I'm old, so Donkey Kong uh, in the arcade. <laughs> so, how old was I in Donkey Kong in the arcade came out? I don't know. What was it like, what, 82? So, 83, 83, maybe? So, Some I was... Yeah. 12? No. Uh, like eight, forty-seven, <laughs> eight. I was, I was like eight when Donkey Kong mm. came out, something like that. So yeah, that's I'm ancient. So yeah. Wow. So was that a formative game for you, or was that just like another cool arcade game, or did that one kind of stick out to you in any way? Donkey Kong was super popular. So I mean, in arcade terms, there was, you know, Space Invaders. But Pac-Man, I mean, you know, I remember when Pac-Man hit, and I was still fairly young, but I mean, Pac-Man was everywhere, and everybody was talking about Pac-Man, and everything was Pac-Man, and then Donkey Kong came out, and that's the thing that finally started bringing the temperature down on Pac-Man, and people started looking away from it, so yeah, and I remember playing and going, this game is so hard, but I'm a kid, Uh, and then I remember I got 2600, you know, pac-man for the, i mean uh donkey kong for the atari 2600 and boy that sucked but i played the heck out of it <laughs> and then my friend down the street got the coleco vision that came with donkey kong uh yeah. for christmas and so yeah we were over much, we were over at his house version. playing freaking donkey kong a lot yeah so that's yeah i'm old 
There you go. So so so, so it's interesting that you bring that up. So uh, and quick correction, I believe it's pronounced Danky Kang. <laughs> so when you would play, uh, so because for me I didn't play Danky Kang until after playing uh, the Mario games. So you look at it and you're like, oh, there's Mario. Like he's he's the guy in there. So when you played Donkey Kong, uh, did like is that something that before Mario was kind of known as his own character? You're like, oh, that's the bad guy. That's Mario. Well, no, I th- you know. That's, uh, I know. I know you guys weren't around for that, but it was so big. Like, uh, you know, like those Scholastic book order things. I had like Donkey Kong activity books. I had the Donkey (laughs) Kong board game. I mean, Donkey Kong was big. So I don't really remember if they called him Mario. I I think they started to in that era. I, I do remember Pauline for sure. They they did say Pauline. Uh, and Donkey Kong, but you know Mario was kind of just like that character that was in the thing, just just Jumpman at the time. I guess, it? yeah. But I mean, I, like in the like the books and stuff that I got, it was more oh, okay. all focused on Pauline and Donkey Kong. I mean, you, right. Mario was there, but <clears throat> again, the story and everything else was much more focusing on Donkey Kong and, and Pauline. But yeah, it was right. everywhere. I mean, like Donkey, I ate Donkey Kong cereal. I mean, yeah, it was everywhere. Totally. You drank the Donkey Kong Kool-Aid. I mean, probably. It was... And I remember when the original Mario Brothers came in the arcade. I loved it. I played a lot, and one of the first games I got for the NES after I got mine was Mario Brothers. Because I, I just loved playing it. Yeah, so so I am much, much, much younger than Chris. Hey! Uh, I was born... <laughs> not that much younger. Um, I was born in 81, um, so uh, I remember my first... Uh, uh, or, you know, at least my first memories of Mario was Super Mario Brothers 1, uh, which came with our Nintendo Entertainment System that we got for Christmas in probably 85, maybe 86. Um, I gotta, I gotta uh, look back and see uh, which Christmas tape that came from. Um, but, you know, we opened up the Nintendo, and it had... Uh, uh, you know, uh, we had Mario, Duck Hunt, Gyromite, and um, uh, yeah, so everything that I played kind of after that, you know, when I played Donkey Kong, but like, so we played Mario, Super Mario Brothers before Mario Brothers and before, you know, Donkey Kong and before like uh, some of the, some of the other stuff. So uh, for us, it was all Super Mario Brothers 1. And for me, uh, uh, me and my brother and my sister, we all had older cousins. So we were kind of like observing the older, cooler kids playing the video games. So we would go to, you know, my aunt or uncle's house for, you know, like Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever. And it was like all these kids who were, you know, like, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, all playing, you know, like baseball, Metroid, uh, Punch-Out, Castlevania, Contra, Mario. And so we would just, you know, kind of experience it through that. And then... But I remember, like, you know, just in seeing all the games change, and then Mario would come on, and we're like, whoa, like, what is this? Um, so Mario was a big deal for us. And then, uh, 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 you know, so anything that Mario or Mario-adjacent stuff was in uh, before Super Mario Bros., we didn't play until after, you know, after Super. Interesting. I'm much, much younger than both of you guys. I wasn't born until 84. <laughs> Uh, so my memory is actually a little foggy because we, by the time I have memories of gaming being in the house, we owned a 2600 and we definitely played Frostbite. I remember that one. Uh, I, my neighbor later on in life, 
like just a couple years later, definitely had a 2600 where we played a lot of Donkey Kong on his 2600. I don't know if I'm messing up those memories with my earlier ones or not, <laughs> but we definitely got Super Mario Bros. when I was about five or six. And Super Mario Bros., sorry. And I, th- I think that's probably my first introduction to him. And then I, I probably went over to that neighbor's and played Donkey Kong afterwards. Um, and I remember like we had the 2600 and, you know, it was, it was like a board game. Like we'd bring it out when the family wanted to sit down together and then we were done at the same time. No one really went and played it by themselves. And then when we had the Nintendo at home, we had Duck Hunt and Super Mario Bros. That was when it was like, I, I need to play this all the time. This is amazing. I don't care if mom or dad aren't playing with me. So it was definitely a very formative game for me. I agreed. 2600 Donkey Kong was it's very formative. <laughs> yeah. I don't... Like, it was one of those ones where we played as a kid, so I don't remember it being bad. And I didn't know there was a better version of it, so I I enjoyed it. I played that, and we played, like, uh, Lunar Lander and Duck Young Jr. And, yeah. I, thankfully not Pac-Man, but... Uh, yeah. I didn't, didn't realize they were terrible at the time. Just enjoyed them because that's what we had to enjoy. Um, so being different ages growing up, uh, how was Mario for you? Like growing up, like you mentioned, like you know, cereal and and, and activity books and stuff for Donkey Kong. Like, did that extend further after when when Super Mario? became the mascot oh yeah i mean i don't know if you guys remember like the nintendo serial system do you guys remember like half of it was mario and half of it was zelda and i had like two bags in the same box and you had two different cereals in there that you could eat like each side uh so i've seen it online i've never actually never seen that oh, in person though. i ate man i ate all that trash as a kid pac-man cereal donkey <laughs> kong donkey kong was kind of like a captain crunch kind of thing um the Zelda one, and I mean the NES one was like what marshmallows and oats. It was pretty standard stuff. Oh yeah, and there was the books, and you know, um, I remember I ordered, you know, like the How to Beat Super Mario Brothers book from Nintendo because it had like all the maps and everything in it, and uh, yeah, because I I'd played it over at my cousin's because he had gotten the deluxe set really early on, and I'd played it at his house, and yeah. You know, you, you play Gyromite and you play Duck Hunt and you're like, eh, it's all right. But yeah, Super Mario Brothers, that's what you spent your time with. And um, oh yeah, it was everywhere. I'd say, you know, like there was the t-shirts and I mean, I've still got a t-shirt from that age as a kid that I had that's like Mario Madness or whatever on it. And, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, it's like anything. It's like these, you're like, you know, 10 years ago, whatever, when Angry Birds was everywhere. I mean, you know, they'll sell everything <laughs> to kids. They don't care. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like I was kind of at a place when Mario was big when I was a kid where like I didn't really realize I I wasn't aware of like advertising and marketing and additional products and like uh, product placement type stuff. So for me, I don't remember ever seeing Mario outside of just playing Mario Brothers, oh. you know, like in our basement. Um, and I'm sure there were, you know, things out there and like, you know, kids wearing Mario shirts, you know, and like, uh, you know, board games, like you said, and puzzles and lunch boxes and just kind of like the regular marketing stuff you see for everything. But for me, like my my only memories of, of you know, like Mario outside of the, uh, you know, playing the games uh, was getting home to watch the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Um, <laughs> and then you'd also have the, you know, the Zelda, uh, you know, uh 
you get to switch over to Zelda once in a while. Was it on Fridays or like once a week or every other week or whatever? Um, but yeah, I don't remember Mario outside of the games and that TV show. And then um, as we got a little bit older, I can't remember how much uh, later this was. Um, I remember being really, really excited and then really, really disappointed at the Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, Dennis Hopper <laughs> masterpiece. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers movie. It's, it's funny because I was kind of like when the NES first hit and Mario, Super Mario Brothers first hit, it was kind of like right at that point, that prepubescent point for me. Mm. So a year or two later, you know, when some of this other stuff was going on, that's, you know, when I was, I wasn't watching the, like, the Mario Super Show or that stuff because you know I'm at, I'm at that other age uh, at that yeah. point in time where I'm like oh hey, there's You're, girls um, yeah. you were too cool <laughs> for school yeah I mean it was, it was that middle school time where you're like oh watch that stuff exactly you know what I mean yeah. <clears throat> but I, mean, I still play the games you know that was still fine yeah you know, you and your friends even you were older than that yeah you'd still when Super Mario 3 and stuff came out we still you know, played all that stuff and, and hit the rental stores. But yeah, I didn't, I missed out. Like I never, I didn't see like the super Mario brothers movie in the art, in the theater or anything. I didn't watch the super show. I was aware of it. Mm. Uh, my, my sister's a little younger than I am and she watched and I was, she was like Ninja Turtles and some of that stuff, you know, like you guys. And uh, so I got to, you know, tangentially kind of got to see some of that, but I missed out first time around. Uh, I, I don't know if I would say I missed out, but, <laughs> you weren't involved in those meetings <laughs> yeah yeah i remember watching it when it came to hbo or whatever it came to later and being like wow what's well, well, a lot like what krabby said is like you know you like you watched it and you enjoyed it like you didn't you know you didn't know any better you didn't know it was bad at the time you just watched it because that was the only mario show you had you know I, I loved it because it had Yoshi in it and the big stupid Toad Goomba. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Big Bertha. Oh, yeah, I loved that movie too growing up. Um, so I was probably about eight when I really got into it. So this was right before Mario 3 was coming out. Um, and then, like Chris said, like I was scholastic book ordering like the <laughs> Mario books and... What's up, Bill? Yeah, you, no, I didn't want to interrupt. You, oh. you said something, and it just totally reminded me of The Wizard. <laughs> yeah. That was a a event outside of, you know, like my video game life where, that, like, made me aware of Mario in, like, a big movie. Like, I remember hearing, just hearing rumors. Oh, guys, like, Mario 3 is, like, it exists. It's in this movie. And you're like, no, it can't. It can't be in there. And then it was, and it was it was amazing. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just, like, when you, no, when, I... when you said, like, the, I was like, oh, it just, like, instantly I remember, like, what a big deal the wizard was and, like, seeing uh, Mario 3, like, in the movie theater, like before, like seeing it in reality. Yeah, and I missed out Probably, on that stuff too. I was a little too old for that movie when it came out. I had no idea that movie existed until I was probably like twenty. Wow. Okay. Um, I, I I don't know if it's because of my location or not, but like we, I don't remember anyone hearing about it or talking about it or mm. it, it just existing until I found out about it after the fact, kind of thing. And, and I, I could imagine seeing it years later and being like, yeah, whatever, no big deal. But like, imagine being like, you know, a kid and like, oh, it's this game, it's this movie and it's about video games and this kid's, you know, a savant and they kind of go on this journey and it's like, you know, whatever. 
but then like, I would have loved it. I w- I got like so excited just because like three ninjas like they're playing Nintendo at the start of the movie. Yeah, and, like this is the best movie yeah. ever. They have a Nintendo and, in it, and and then like it's but and then I was the same way. And like every time it would cut to like like because uh, like a lot of times in like movies. You could tell they're like not actually playing, or it's just a prop. You know, they're just like oh, doing a thing. But like, you could tell like there's Nintendo. It's on a TV. They're playing that game. And I remember like uh, 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 the dad, uh, Bo, Br- who played by Bo Bridges, and uh, he's <laughs> like giving Christian Slater all sorts of crap for like playing these dumb games. And then like he like wakes Christian up in the middle of the night because he's playing Ninja <laughs> Turtles in the motel. And like he's like, no, I almost got it. And then like Christian turns the TV off. Or the Nintendo off, and he's like, "What are you doing? I was already at this level, and I got the scroll." <laughs> like, just ima- just imagining that this dad could like not only like get good at Mario in like a night, <laughs> but would like know like all like the lingo and everything. I remember it was such a big deal every time like a game would come on screen, and then just like being a kid, like being into Mario, not knowing Mario three was a thing, and then like they go to like this essentially like the Nintendo World Championships, this like big tournament that happens. And then, like you know, they like the, the the curtains pull back, and it's Mario three, and you're like, is this is this actual thing? This is real? And I <laughs> I remember seeing that movie like before I saw that Mario three was a thing, was a real thing. And I don't know if they timed it that way or if it's just the way, you know, I experienced that. But uh, oh, so cool. No, it was a giant commercial. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that like Bo Bridges moment was like we had that in my house because I remember my both my parents like staying up like i'd wake up out of my room because i heard nintendo noises coming out of the living room they're like go back to bed like we made it to level seven i'll show you in the morning like my amazing like my folks never played but my friend's dad did and this is the weird part like he liked like rpgs but he didn't want to like do anything but the grinding part so like we would he would get the games and so he would do all the adventure stuff and his dad would just stay up and just do the fights for hours weird I, I not to go off on the tangent but i i've always hated the grind and when i uh wanted to grind in final fantasy 7 but i hated the grind part of it tvs used to have this feature that they might still have that no one uses called picture in picture <laughs> so i would put the game in picture in picture and just be watching tv while i was uh, just you know grinding uh, uh experience in the bottom corner of the, the pip done that one too yes. Yep. <clears throat> so sorry we got totally derailed there <laughs> yeah that's that's fine I, I love these kind of conversations um to go back to that like my parents like playing mario like back in the day um we've we've still had arguments like i think the last year is probably the last time we had it about who saved the princess first was it me <laughs> my dad or my mom yeah. we all claim to and i think we've kind of pieced together over the years that my dad figured out the castle in stage seven where you have to like go through it in a certain order Mm -hmm. to i think we got stuck on there for a while and so i think we've crossed him off the list like that was his contribution Mm -hmm. to getting us to level eight and then either my mom or me finished it first i swear it was me she swears it was her (laughs) no way to prove it um but yeah like chris i had i had like comic books and i had the uh choose your own adventure novels and my mom gave me a big bin of old schoolwork um, that she'd kept through all my elementary years just last year and we we're going through it and I had like kindergarten journals and it's like I love Toad because you know he's the strongest in Mario 2 and that's like all I ever wrote about was was just Mario Brothers and these things it's great um, but again because of my probably because of my location because we were in like prairie territory of uh, Manitoba 
in uh, in Canada up here. I don't remember a lot of other kids like wearing Mario shirts or, or having the books and stuff. I felt like I was the only one. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm like people. It was a thing down here. Have, I I don't have any. Talk about having yeah. those arguments on the playground, like you know Sonic versus Mario, like your Sega Nintendo. Never had those either. Like nobody was invested enough in either one to uh, argue about them. I was of that age when the Genesis came out that that was like, oh, this is the cool thing for, for, you know, if you're not a little kid playing Nintendo, you know, now I'm in high school, I can play Sega. (laughs) It's got football. Yeah, I do remember that marketing and uh, uh, we'll maybe get to this a bit later and I've, I've spoken about it before on the show, but my parents, especially my mom, was very... Uh, not happy that the Super did not play the Nintendo games after they'd you know invested all this money in that. So, like you know, we asked for the Super and they were like, absolutely not. We're not spending two hundred whatever dollars on this thing. We got to buy all new games. And they ended up getting us uh, Genesis. So like you know because that's what we had. Kind of bought into the marketing a little bit. We're like, oh like this is you know this is cooler you know this and that and like. Uh, so that's kind of what we switched to. So for me, I got a big Mario blind spot in the Super N64 uh, eras uh, because we were just kind of like off the platform and we were, you know, on, on this in the Sega camp for a bit. So for me, it really was like Mario 1, 2, 3, and then nothing, you know, for a while. Like maybe even until Sunshine or maybe like, you know, when I was in high school and like you get a job and you start getting a little bit of... Uh, you know, young adult money and you're like, Oh, I can go to Funko Land and buy my own sixty four, you know, type stuff. So uh but yeah, there's uh uh Wow, you miss like two of the most important ones. I know That's I know. Nice. And and I've so I've gone back and I've played Mario World like a bunch and it's not like sixty four for me where like, you know, I go back to it and I'm like, okay, like I you know, I I can see, you know, they were transitioning to a new you know, a new type of technology, you know, 2D to 3D, and they tried a whole bunch of new things. Some of it stuck, some of it didn't, some of it holds up, some of it doesn't. I mean, Mario World is just kind of like the like the pinnacle of that, like, 2D, uh, you know, type that they were doing. And I've gone back and I've played it, and it's good, and I like it, but, like, I, I don't have that nostalgia for it. It didn't, you know, I wasn't a part of, like, that, that you know, uh, that phenomenon when it when it came out, when it was big. And uh, to this day, I've never beaten it. You know, I've, I've oh. played like a whole. I've played a whole bunch of it. I love Mario, but uh, yeah, never, never beat World. Next visit. That's we're not going to Megman <laughs> two again. I, I, I welcome it. Yeah, I, see, I had the friend that you know he was the one like I had talked about before that like got uh, Street Fighter two when it came out with like the arcade sticks. He was a big had Super Nintendo, so that's where I would play Mario and. And, like, eventually he let me borrow it sometimes, so that's how I played, like, Final Fantasy 2. He let me borrow the system of the game so I could play it, because I was like, I would let him, oh, here, you play Fantasy Star 2, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we would take some turns. Uh, I bought a Super Nintendo, well, I think, like, after I graduated, you know, because I was working, and uh, they were pretty inexpensive at that point in time so i remember i bought one if you can come with uh it was like the bundle with super mario world and then super mario all stars mm. so that's yep. i remember going and playing all that and then uh got a got a 64 on launch um and and just super mario 64 i didn't get any of the other launch games but uh <laughs> you didn't get pilot wings come on yeah it was a while like i didn't get pilot wings and then there was a while before any other games even came out uh, on that, I, yeah, yeah, 
I, I think it was uh, I went to like a friend's house who had it and like all she had was uh, I mean she had Mario uh, and I think the only other thing she had was Wave Race because I remember Wave Race 64 it's pretty early one yeah. being uh, uh, like one of the ones that I would always just uh, uh, it was either I think we always just played uh, like Mario Kart because she really liked it but the one that was always sitting next to it was Wave Race I'm like can we try that and I think we played it like twice and I'm like yeah I'm, I'm, let's go back to Mario Kart <laughs> I think Blast Core was probably the second game I got, uh, which was really kind of weird. But, I remember uh, my yeah. brother really liking that game. I remember I, like I remember the 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 artwork on the cart very well. Yeah, it was an interesting game. I don't think I ever beat it. I played it quite a bit, but it was yeah, nothing quite like it again. <laughs> but yeah. it's all right. We're getting on tangents so though. Get- so. Yeah, that's right. perfect you, you guys started bringing up some 3d marios so we, we've talked about most of the important 2d ones now so other than 64 um what are some of the important 3d marios for you guys not sunshine like Bill- <laughs> <laughs> that's the correct answer yeah so I, I know you guys are in the anti-sunshine camp um i'm it's not like i'm like a huge you know like believer in sunshine and i'm gonna fight for it and tell you no you're wrong I mean, it's, you know, it's one of these games that I, I did not play when it first came out a little while later and I had a GameCube, uh, you know, and I'm like, whatever, let me give this a try. And if I remember correctly, I had to try like a few times to get into it. I was like, this is weird. I'm shooting water. I don't understand. But then like, I kind of like stuck with it for a while. And I, your first instinct was correct. <laughs> so I ended up sticking with it and like, and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. And like, you know, it, it. I don't remember what happened, but like just at some point it clicked and I'm like, okay, I understand the way they want me to play this game. And I beat the whole thing. And I remember, you know, I remember enjoying it. I remember not thinking it was like, you know, groundbreaking or earth changing or anything like that. But I was like, okay, yeah, that was fun. And I enjoyed my time with it. And then it's over. And I never had this urge to like go back and play it. But I just remember, oh, when I played that game, I liked it that one time, you know, so it's not really like I'm like a defender of it, but like I, you know, I just remember enjoying it that one time that I played through it. Um, but uh, so that being said, when I think of like my favorite 3D Mario games, the the first, I mean, as, as amazing as Odyssey is, and it's probably the right answer, the one that had the biggest impact on me uh, of all the 3D ones was without a doubt Galaxy 1. Um, so uh, I remember when Galaxy came out uh, on the Wii, uh, it, um, I was, I was knee deep in, uh, uh, achievement hunting. Um, I just, just kind of was going through this phase where, you know, I was just chasing achievements. And at first it was like this really cool way to play games in a different way than I had been playing them. I remember there, you know, some achievements were dumb, like, you know, do this a hundred times. And I'm like, well, this is stupid. <laughs> but I remember some really, really cool half-life ones where it was like, okay, beat Ravenholm only using the gravity gun. And I'm like, that's so cool because you can't just like run through guns ablazing. Like you have to like look around and be like, okay, there's a buzzsaw. I'm going to pick that up. And there's four guys. Let me line them up and get them with this one buzzsaw shot. Now I can move through. So it actually like made me think differently and I had to move through the game. And like, that's kind of why I started going after these like weird kind of funky achievements. Um, But I'm telling you, I would just like, then I would start going on 360 achievements and just look at games that had, you know, like by the achievement list and it didn't last too long, um, but like for a while, that's what I was doing. And I remember Galaxy came out, and I heard some really good things about it. So bought it, and you know came home, and I threw it in the Wii. And like right away, like from the very first, you know, kind of boot up of it, 
uh, with I mean the, the controls are just a, a they're they're a pleasure. It's it's with with the nunchuck and the and the Wii remote. I remember just like and to the to this day I remember you know the first time you use the the Wii remote and you're thinking there's no way this is gonna work you know there's no way this is gonna <laughs> be like you know good enough to control a game and it absolutely is and you know it's it's just crazy that you can bowl with it and do these things so I remember just pointing at the screen you know like collecting stars and you know shaking and doing your like spin attacks. And, like, just jumping from the planetoids, I remember, like, this, like, big orchestral soundtrack. I remember, you know, like, that kind of hub world where you're, like, moving around. And, like, I remember being invested in, like, why I'm going here and why I have to do this. And just the way that the gameplay loops were set up where you really are kind of, like, you're manipulating gravity a little bit. And you're, you know, you kind of... It's not just jumping from one thing to another. You would kind of go from one, and you had to like almost like steal gravity from another body, but then go over here to get this puzzle. And I just remember it snapping me out of this state I was in in gaming, where I was just kind of chasing, you know, the high or chasing the uh, you know those achievement points. Like it, I wasn't playing for fun. And Galaxy is what brought me back to playing a game because the game is incredibly good and fun to play and it kind of pulled me out of that and i've always appreciated galaxy for that and uh galaxy 2 is great but like it doesn't it didn't have that like that kind of like big bang moment that uh, one had for me um so for that reason that's why galaxy kind of pops for me but like you said before crab uh, odyssey is oh man just just a comfort food of a game where like you could just pop it up go get a uh you know a power moon or a multi-moon, or, like, you know, have the kids, like, you know, search for, like, purple coins, like, oh, I found one we never found before, you know, so, uh, uh, that's, you know, there, you couldn't ask for anything more for, you know, in a modern 3D Mario game, but, yeah, Galaxy 1 is very, very special for me. I couldn't agree more. That game is amazing. Everything you said, like, that, yeah, the hub world's really special. It's, like, I think it's the only Mario game that has a, a story that's engaging, and, and it's not, like, a deep like it doesn't take up a whole big chunk of the game but it's just it's just enough there and the way they tell it is really interesting and the variety in the levels is amazing and there's very few stinkers for how many levels there are in that game there's very few frustrating ones Mm -hmm. where where i still love mario 64 and i put a ton of time into that you know 20 percent of that game is probably not that fun of stars to collect Mm -hmm. and and that's maybe like five percent in galaxy like they're just really good yep and I wasn't achievement hunter or anything like that at the time, but I remember my son was really really young, and going through it the to get the green stars, um, they make like a little kind of sound when you get near them. So he would he wouldn't even like watch the game. He would stand next to the TV listening for green stars, <laughs> and he would get so excited when we heard one, and then we'd try and find out where it was, and it, it was special for me that way too. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. It was a really cool game. Yeah, and like you said, too, amazing. And if you just want amazing levels and platforming and you want to cut out the hub and the story and all that stuff, like that's the game for you. I, I kind of hold them both equally because it just depends what kind of mood I'm in for that day. Mm-hmm. If I just want straight platforming or if I want the whole atmosphere, I'll go Galaxy 1. But if I just want, yeah, I'll just right to the levels, I'll go to Galaxy 2. Both very good. But I, you're, I don't think you've played nearly as many... 3d mario's chris is that right yeah the 3d i played 64 you know and and played all the way through it because that's the game i had (laughs) that was the game for quite a while 
But <clears throat> yeah, once the, th I, yeah, they kind of lost me. I bought Sunshine on the GameCube and um, I don't think I beat it. I played pretty far, but I kind of got to the point where I'm like, eh, I'm good. And um, <clears throat> from there, it was more of the kids enjoyed the 3D Mario game. So I played a little of Galaxy with um, Skylar when she was younger, more of like, oh, I'll be the second player and I'll be the one that collects the little gems you know or shoots them you know and um and like i've literally never played odyssey myself i've helped um in like the two-player mode a little bit but the girls have played that and i've helped them a little bit with 3d world um just yeah i you know i played some new super mario brothers like new super mario wii and i still enjoy some of the 2d but i'll be honest the 3d marios meh i you know i could take or leave it So you did order the 3D All-Stars collection, is that yep. right? Is that mainly for your oh, kids? Oh, absolutely. Then? Yeah. I, Maddie, um, you know, they had seen Super Mario 64, like, in some YouTube videos. So I was like, <laughs> I told her, like, we out? have that. Do you want me to go get it so you can try it? She's like, yeah, sure. So, you know, I got it out and I hooked it up and everything. And she played a few levels. But, you know, the control being kind of weird and everything, she just didn't stick with it. And I know, I just know getting it on the Switch, they'll play it. And they'll both have fun, and that's what they like to do. I, I've already got the games. I could drag them out again, but <laughs> I just know they'll play on the Switch. So, I, yeah, it's for them. I don't really have any intention of, of playing them. And you haven't tried the Mario Maker games, have you? No, we've got Mario Maker 2. Oh, no, we have both. Uh, uh, we got the first one for the 3DS for the girls, and then okay. um, the second one, of course, for the Switch. But... I haven't played them, no, because I just watch them, and all they do is, like, speedrun levels. They're like, ah, it's another speedrun level, which is just <laughs> hold down the B button and run right. That's all you have yeah. to do. do I, I wouldn't suggest you go play, like, created levels. Like, they both come packed in with, like, 100 or so stages that Nintendo's built. The first one might have less than 100. I think the second one had 100. Um, play those. They're really fun. They're really neat ideas, and they're really throwbacks to classic games and i think i think you did get some joy out of those yeah ones. i probably would i just uh i don't know what it is about 3d mario a lot of those like once platformers went 3d i just kind of lost interest in platformers i'm like man yeah, I'm, I'm good i'll play something else they're, they're very different beasts i could totally see that. yeah i yeah. don't not a lot of appeal like for me six, 64 hit really hard for me sunshine did not uh both the galaxies definitely did the 3d land and 3d worlds not as much i don't really have strong feelings for those ones uh but then odyssey like totally brought it back for me i cannot wait for the next mario game again because i had so much fun with that game and it kind of i've always been kind of down on like open world games and that is definitely not an open world game but it borrows design ideas from open world games and i and it's starting to it should be the appeal of that kind of design and i think i can appreciate it more in other games now going forward but it was just a totally different idea where instead of just going from one star, exit the level, restart the level, next star, like you could just explore this whole thing and there was stuff everywhere to find. And, and like I got frustrated with that in Breath of the Wild because it was not how I wanted to play Zelda. But Mario, like I definitely want to play that way. And it, it was really fun to explore these little levels. And they're they're smaller in scale too, which I think helps how I want to play. I don't have this enormous map that takes 20 minutes to run across you know it's a little two minute run across map that i can find stuff in and they've just really packed it with 
little throwbacks and fun ideas and neat power-ups and the stages are all really interesting and diverse and like really weird ones for for a mario game like the dragon boss they had and like the new donk city and the bowser's kingdom like there's some really weird levels that shouldn't work but they feel really really fun to play yeah the moon kind of thing and yeah moon gravity was so fun too yeah Yeah, no the girls really love them uh and every once in a while i'd get pulled in to help a little bit when things would get tougher to give them an idea oh you know hey check this out um (laughs) but yeah i just let them kind of it's fun for me to watch them do that sort of stuff and to give them hints and um you know it's kind of like what bill was talking about with the yoshi you know we don't have that one but you know we've still got the yoshi on the on the wii u and eden still plays it all the time and now she's trying to get like all the yarn things and lock everything and yeah you know so that's a sometimes i drop in for that and help but uh yeah they have a great time with it and i understand i don't um i know people that were at that right age when 3d platformers hit it's kind of been a thing and i get it like you know there's a certain age of folks that are like ocarina of time is the greatest thing ever was created and you know (laughs) super mario 64 i'll play it till i'm dead and uh you know i can see like okay yeah you were at the right time where i was at something else at the right time the odyssey also i i got to play that with my son and he was he was at like that mario age that i was at when like between one and three and so we, we co-op that one, which you've always been able to co-op Mario, but it's always been like, take turns. You're Mario, then you're Luigi, then you're Mario. So being able to play it together at the same time was really cool. And, and he loved being Cappy. So <laughs> I think like 75% of the game, he just wanted to be Cappy. And the game's pretty easy when you have a second player controlling the cap. Um, so it wasn't hard. And then I, I went through it after on my own and, and did 100% run which I don't recommend you could do a 75% run and be very, very happy. <laughs> you're riding in that game. Uh, yeah. I just, I got really great moments with galaxy and with that, with my son, um, even though I probably spent more time playing 64 than any other 3d Mario. Cause you know, like you said, that was all you had for years and years and it was so good. And then when the DS remake came out, my girlfriend at the time bought me a DS and that for Christmas one year. And I ended up playing quite a bit of that, and and I don't I don't hate it. It's it's got some weird stuff added to it, but it's kind of fun and goofy. Yeah, I never played the DS port, but I heard it was uh, interesting. So <laughs> it was one of those ones that just had they hadn't quite figured out controls on the DS in general yet, and so there's some did weird... it use that use that thumb nub right that thumb nub you can use the thumb oh nub. yeah like that was the, like the one thing that came in the package there. I went like what. Yeah. what is this it's 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 like someone looked at like the 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 mouse nub on like ibm ThinkPads and was like we need to add this in our video gaming life like no you don't it's it's yeah. t- and i remember yeah. oh man what was it uh, kingdom hearts uh, dream drop distance because like all i wanted was like an, a second analog stick for uh you know to move the camera and then what was that add-on um there was like a thing you could drop on with that second uh stick and it was like yep. i consider getting it just for that game and i'm like you know what I, I can't like Frankenstein, like, you know, right? Yeah, I can't like <laughs> it, like justify this add-on, and then here we are, years later. Dream Drop has been you know ported to consoles, so now like you can you know have your camera <laughs> movement. But uh, but yeah, I, I actually forgot about the Mario sixty four uh, uh, DS port. 
I played quite a bit of that one too. It's all that's all you had around the first year of the uh, yeah. DS. I was playing a lot of Polarium and a lot of <laughs> Mario DS. What was uh, uh, was Ocarina early on in the DS life, or that wasn't till later? That that's 3DS. 3DS. Yeah. Three, that's what I'm thinking of. 3DS. Yeah. yeah. I was, oh yeah, regular DS. I think all I played for the first little while on DS was Castlevania games. Yeah, I played a lot of Mr. Driller, Drill Spirits as well. Yeah. Um, So I think Bill might have answered this already, but do you have a definitive, like, this is my 2D Mario game? Is it three? It's so hard. It's really, I I go back and forth between three and world. I mean, it's so hard because they both have do certain things so well. Like that cape mechanic and is so fun to fly Mario. And if you're really good at it, you can gain height. So yeah. that I, that's the superior flying than three, but some of just the weird and wacky stuff that three came up with at first. Yeah. Like I'd say level design is three um, mechanics. It's world. Yeah. I think I'd agree with you there. I used to always be a world over three guy, but I'm kind of leaning the other way lately. Cause I just like that diversity of the levels i like where they take an idea like sand water pipes whatever i like it is, the sky level play around right with where it. you go from the ground yeah. up the tower and then you can see yeah. the yeah. other level yeah. down there that you came from yeah. i mean yeah yeah and and they just like like here's 10 levels that just experiment with ideas related to that and i don't think world does that as well it seems more like they repeat the same ideas over and over again in that one yeah it's like uh here a little harder now here a little harder now um except for the star road stuff which yeah and the forest of illusions pretty interesting too i think compared to the others because you're always looking for keys and and different ways to beat levels than you normally but introduce a lot of new things as well like like the key that you have to get in the door to unlock it and like um like the, the colored blocks. Secrets, and, the best yeah. in that game. Like you said, the Star World, the keys, the uh, the exclamation blocks, uh, the secret house. Like, there's lots of cool and stuff. And the Bowser like, fight the houses. in, I mean, the Bowser bit in World is a million times better than the Bowser fight in 3. The Bowser fight in 3 is kind of like yeah. pathetic, honestly. The Bowser fight in World is probably the best Bowser fight in at least a 2D game for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's it. It's kind of like... Hmm. just depends on what you're looking for and the other games have been good enough like new super mario brothers to me has always been like uh eh, okay it's it's (laughs) not bad um but it's never been like world level it's not on the level yeah it's just always been like hey you guys kind of still want some 2d levels right Eh, okay fine we'll give you a few yeah the, the thing I like about those ones is the, the gold coins, right? It gives me reason to go back and play the stage again and kind of explore it a little bit and try and find the, the little secret coins hidden in every level. Yeah. Um, but I'm with you. Like, they don't quite hit, like, the old 2D ones. No, they, they're, they they're didn't get the attention. Enough. They did. It was, it was kind of like, uh, this is kind of old, and maybe some people want this. People really want 3D, you know, but we'll still make some of this. It just didn't get the attention it deserved. Yeah, I, I really dislike the wall like sliding and jumping mechanics in those games. I think they mm. 
are not fun. I liked the new Super Mario on the Wii, though, because, you know, it did the things like, here's the platforms and tilt your controller to, I mean, you know, sure. it did some fun things with and that. I, like, I like the propeller yeah. hat. Yep. And I like the mini mushroom. Like, there, there's some cool power-ups. The penguin's actually pretty fun to, like, belly slide down <laughs> a bunch of levels. And, yeah. 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 I, I remember just being really, really, really frustrated the first time I played it with another person that, you, <laughs> yeah. that there's physics off each other and uh -huh. i'm like oh okay now i get this and so working with someone who has that you know ability to discern okay you know this is a potential danger situation so let me try to avoid it or let me just be funny haha -ha guy and be a jerk and kill my friend. Okay, great. Now we've all had that laugh. We can continue playing. I just remember just like constant. And then God forbid, if you have like two more friends come over and there's four people playing this 2D Mario game where everyone's trying to jump over the same chasm. Oh, great. Three of us are dead now. And so, yeah, like to me. Or somebody ate all the power ups <laughs> and three, three of us didn't get a mushroom. It's funny. I'll, uh, my brother. Go ahead. My brother and I played a bit of that i think it was the wii one together and those the auto scrolling levels uh with the two of us we would like make a point of like throwing the other guy off the stage any chance we got and trying to be the one only one left to finish it so it would take us like two hours to finish one auto scrolling stage because <laughs> we just made them impossible for each other to get through i uh so, yeah I hear that. See, Eden has figured some of the stuff out, though, right? I mean, she's very young, but she's figured out, like, for some of the newer 3D, like, uh, 3D world. I'll just bring in the second controller, and I won't play it, because I can bubble the second person. And then if I need yeah. someone else, I'll pop it and do whatever. So, you know, like, I was watching her do a level, and there's the uh, the star or whatever they have to, she has to get. And it's like supposed to be like a hard jump where you're supposed to like jump and then like jump like off the wall and background so she just pops up picks the other character up throws them into the star and just keeps going <laughs> like just here's your sacrificial lamb give me the star okay let's keep mm -hmm. going <laughs> that's funny my daughter does that in uh, yoshi's crafted world when there's something she's like ah, i'm too scared turn into an egg yep. like dies on purpose and then <laughs> floats around and she's like okay now i can come yeah. out same thing with woolly world it's this yeah uh-huh yeah, the girls will do that all the time, or even will use two controllers to, or or like in Woolly World. I don't know about in the Crafted World, but Yoshi's Woolly World. You, if you have a um, amiibo, if you have the amiibo, you put it on there, and it will make a second Yoshi that can help you. So um, she does that a lot oh, too. Oh yeah. <laughs> so kind of tangential, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of weird that Yoshi's like kind of went its own way, right? Um, ever since like the N64 has kind of carved its own path. Very similar. Yeah, even, even Yoshi's Island on the Super Nintendo, like they're still pretty much the same design where you got to get the coin, the coins and the flowers and stuff. They just made them a lot easier. That one was pretty unforgiving. Yeah, it was not, not a kid's game, but they've kind of made that like, we're going to make this almost like the kids Mario, right? Like little yeah. kids can play this and... Uh, and they're a little the levels are a little more exploration based too. like collect all this stuff yeah. and, and you can like play the level again backwards and find some other cool things and, and there's like tons of like helper items and things for them so you know uh yeah yeah it's kind of funny that but they're so mario like um yes. but they obviously have their own spin on it so it's i think it's good i it's 
that's why it's like Eden being the younger one. Her she she gravitates to that a little bit more, I think, because it's not quite as challenging. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's re- they're really charming looking too. Like they just look really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think you can separate Yoshi from Mario. It's kind of they're still too intertwined together. Yeah, totally agree with you. Even the bad guys, like you see Shy Guys in both and K-Mix in both and Bowser Jr.'s in both. Like, yeah, they, they share a lot. Yeah, but you just don't really see Mario in any of the Yoshi games anymore. Not anymore, no. Just the the DS one and the Super Nintendo one, I think. Yeah, and they kind of ditched them. Yeah, it's kind of like, just like Mario went, eh, forget about it. I'll, I won't check on him anymore. <laughs> you know? Except, well, well I mean, nope. Sunshine had, Mar- had, had Yoshis, right? If I remember right. They're bad Yoshis, though. <laughs> But, it had, but yeah, it's Yoshi. Yoshi's. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, so there's there's a bazillion Mario spinoffs as well. Oh, yeah. Like I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Literal bazillion. <laughs> uh, what's your guys' uh, experience with those? And do you have any favorites? Uh, fairly limited. Um, so for me... Uh, we have a little experience with Mario Party. Um, never got into it. Um, uh, you know, like back when it was kind of new. But then, like you know, the the Switch one, whatever number Mario Party it is, uh, we got it for the boys for Christmas, and you know, play it a little bit, and they're into it. And it's kind of nice that uh, there's something that we can sit down, like the whole family uh, can play together, and uh, you know, we can be teams or kind of be like you know, like one on one type deal. Um, but uh, uh, I mean, yeah, and everyone's played a little bit of Mario Kart, um, but uh, yeah, like for and 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 for me, like Mario Kart's fun, but I never moved past because like Mario Kart's one of those games where you just hand someone a controller, you know, that's the gas, that's the brake, that's the button you press to do an item, go, and anyone can play it, and then you get like a little bit better at it. And then there's like the next level you got to move to where like you understand drifting and how the turns work and how you need to like build up momentum and how you can do these extra things. And for me, like I never made it that extra push so I can just play it, you know, just pick it up and kind of half be paying attention and have some fun in Mario Kart. But if it gets, you know, if the CCs get too high or if like the competition gets too, uh, I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm walking away from Mario Kart now. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so yeah, none of the, uh, none of the uh you know we don't have huge experience with a lot of the mario spinoffs i don't know if you consider mike tyson's punch out of mario spinoff uh, he has a starring role <laughs> in uh, most levels in that uh, game um uh and then uh probably mario rpg is the one that i've played the most um and it's not just like you know a thing that mario happens to be in like tyson it's like you know here's like a mario rpg you know made by a company that makes really good rpgs um, so yeah, for like, and for me, it's not the character Mario that I love. It's the Mario games that I love. Uh, so like, I love Mario, uh, Super Mario Brothers rather. I love Super Mario Brothers three, even though Mario Brothers two is kind of like a different animal and a different, you know, like a kind of thing. Like I played that a lot when I was a kid, <laughs> and, and, and and nobody picks Mario in that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly that's that's a that's luigi brothers too for me (laughs) so uh, or toad if you want to pick things fast or uh you know princess if uh my wife is playing so um (laughs) uh uh and i you know i love uh you know like mario odyssey and i love mario galaxy and like so but it's like and it's like yeah mario's in all those 
but it's like if the game was the same thing with like another character in it i would still love it because the game is really good so for me it's not like oh this game has mario in it i must play it like ooh, mario and sonic at the olympics i must play it. it's like no i don't want to play you know that game so for me it's more about the game than the character um so uh probably mario rpg is the the mario spin-off i've put the most time into um, but I would think a lot of people would kind of lean towards cart as uh, as a big one and and party maybe. Yeah, um, for me, uh, it would. I've played quite a few of them. Some are pretty terrible. I mean, there's Mario's time. <laughs> Mar- I promised to bring up Mario's Time Machine and Hotel Mario. So you know, those are <laughs> things that exist. I think Mario's teach Mario oh, teaches typing is a is a yeah. thing that you could also do. Yeah. Um, and I forgot, would you consider Paper a spin-off? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah there's... Any, anything that's anything that's not like a Mario, like, you know, here's Mario 1, 2, or, you know, like a main mainline Mario game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't have as much experience with Paper either, but I just it just kind of slipped my mind there and just thought of it. Well, and there's... Yeah, the... I kind of put them in the same vein as, like, Mario RPG. Well, and then there's the... Um the Mario and Luigi games that have been mostly on like the, sure. the DS and the 3DS, like, you know, inside story and some of those GBA as well. Yeah. Um, there's so many spinoffs, but I mean, if I had to talk about ones that I've played the most of, it's definitely Mario party. I mean, like when the first mm-hmm. Mario party came out, Oh my, uh, sore hands like crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, with, like played with like at oh, parties yeah. oh, or yeah. like, uh-huh. like college or what, what time yeah. frame we talked well, about? Well, see, that here? was, um, so it was probably what, um, early mid twenties. So it was me, my girlfriend at the time and some of our friends and we just break out the four controllers and like, you know, do the circle <laughs> thing with your palm like crazy. And like my girlfriend's sister would come over. And so, yeah, we just played a lot of Mario Party. It was like very new kind of idea at the time. And we played a lot of Mario Party and I've played Mario Party with the kids and uh, some of that. I mean, I, I played, cart of course some of the mario kart games but racing games like that are not really my thing i'm not into kart racers so I, although i played them i, I wouldn't say I'm, it, they excite me all that much uh yeah so i mean for me it yeah far and away it's party games uh that, which i think is fantastic it's a, really kind of created its own little genre of stuff yeah, because do you have a fa- do, you have, that... do you have a favorite mainline party uh, release that you would say like uh, is worth going back and revisiting, even with the newer ones that are out? Uh, you know, for me, I I'd still I I would never suggest to any human being that wants that values their hand that they play Mario Party one, uh, <laughs> because that was all like these spinning games with mm-hmm. the stick, and then they realized like after that, oh, like people are like destroying controllers in their hands by doing this, so. Mm-hmm. Like the later Mario Parties on 64. So yeah, I'd say pick, you know, like Mario Party 2 or Mario Party 3 on N64. Good games, not going to destroy your your hands or the controllers. So, you know, yeah, pick up like, you know, Mario Party 3 on the N64 or something. Have fun. Or the newer ones are, uh, you know, the newer ones seem to me like, oh, hey, here's more Mario Party. They don't really spend a lot of time investing in them. They're just kind of like, eh, it's still fun. Okay. They, they don't yeah, do anything I, new. I feel the same way. We we bought Super Mario Party just expecting it to be like a fun family game, and we've really only played it 
four or five times did all the maps once and like this yeah the games aren't as fun uh the wii one we played a lot i think it was just some novelty to the uh you know shaking the controller and having the pointer and stuff for some of the mini games but yeah the first one hit us hard too where i remember sneaking it on a, a school trip we were we were going down to edmonton or not to vancouver to play uh, in an orchestra like competition i was in the school band and we weren't supposed to ring it but we snuck it into the hotel we stayed up to like 6 a.m playing mario party when we had to perform at 7 a.m that morning <laughs> and we got in so much crap because they <laughs> came to figure out why we were so tired and they figured it out was um, that first mario party like that, that was yeah, the first yeah. one yeah and like you're saying the besides the controllers like we kept wrecking our hands uh-huh. we, like we had blisters yep. and like one friend uh, his hand slipped and he like tore the skin <laughs> from his like palm up his forearm oh. so we started stealing our parents uh, rubber gloves under the kitchen sink to use because you get a better grip on <laughs> yeah. them and it protect your hands and i remember our, our moms getting mad at us because they kept running out of rubber gloves and they couldn't figure out why <laughs> But yeah, to play those games, like that was it. You, it was you. You had to there just grind as fast as you could, yeah. and oh yeah, you'd just get this huge blister. Uh, there was that stupid one. You didn't even have to go into the game. There was just like a shy guy who would like you'd wind him up by spinning the control stick, and it would tell you like you know you wind him up thirty times or whatever. And we would just phone each other like I did thirty one today. <laughs> <laughs> I got to 33 and then that was like the number to beat for the next like two weeks. I, I, I totally forgot about it until you guys just started to kind of talk about different mini games and stuff. But I think it was on the Wii, the, the WarioWare uh, mini game uh, uh, game. I forget the, the full name of it, but it was smooth like that. Moves. that Yeah, Smooth Moves maybe with the pink cover. Yep. Yep, that yeah, I think I see in my head. Oh man, I remember like like just like oh like let's let's get this. It's just like full of a bunch of Wii mini games. Was that great. the one with pick your nose? Oh, it was yeah. so <laughs> weird. Yeah. It was so weird, and like it, and it was so fast and frantic. It was almost like a Japanese game show. Just everything was real quick, and it was like you know big like you know two D art and uh, uh, I like it, that was one of those things where like I'd never I was never really in Mario Party. But then this game, like, okay, well, it's a bunch of mini games, and maybe like Sarah will be into it, and maybe like people will come over to the house, and it'll be great. And I don't remember how many times we fired it up, but like just like a handful of times, and I'm like, man, I think this is why we don't just play games that are just made up of weird mini games. <laughs> how about? Uh, uh, I was gonna say, how about you, Kelsey? What was uh, what's the spinoff that that sticks out? Um, I think I've played much more of them than you guys it sounds like because i've went through most of the paper marios did rpg i've played all the like sports ones including oh, wow. sonic at the olympics did you play the ddr uh-huh. one uh, i have yeah <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of that i i, ha- I have a complete in box wow. in my game room yeah. okay um did you learn to I type with mario mario no i i do have that in my game room too but i picked that up in the last few years not not when i was a kid mm. um trying to think because like mario kart played a ton of got some really great memories with especially 64 uh the wii one and mario kart 8 all fantastic like bill i put a lot of time into mario rpg um the paper marios are pretty good the first three anyway and they start kind of dropping in quality after that i think mario golf might be my favorite spinoff though um and the gamecube one in particular there was like a 
a contest when it came out where you put this code into the password selection and it would auto load up a stage for you that would always have the same like wind conditions and uh, rain and stuff like that. And then once you beat the course, um, so you couldn't reset or like reload up a ball like you could on, on a normal mode and it would give you another code and you'd enter that into the Nintendo website and then they'd rank you against everybody else. Mm. And so you had like a month to practice and get in there. And I think I got top 20 on wow. that. And I got, I had like a minus 22 or something average, like after that was done. Um, I like we, they did the RF generation contest a couple of years ago. They did a bunch of golf games and that was one of them. And so good. Like it, I, I've played a bunch of the like actual golf games, like the Tiger Woods and things. I don't think they're as good as Mario Golf either. I know they're supposed they're going for realism, they're going for something different. They're just not as enjoyable. I don't like that sim aspect to them. You know, nobody brought up paint. No, well, the only thing I did in paint was slap flies. Like I didn't, I don't have that creative part of me that wants to make songs and, and levels and things. So I, I would, Mario Maker didn't hit me as hard either. I would just do other songs, like do like you know, like Enter Sandman or whatever <laughs> in uh, you know in Mario Paint with, or... with only cat noises. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or uh, uh, no, you bring up a good point with um, uh, Mario Maker. My my kids, uh, we never played any Mario Maker except two. Um, on the switch and my kids are really into it and like you mentioned before kelsey we just we started off with just the um like the pre-made levels like the ones that you go in and you do and it's got like a very very basic story to it that like you know you're like rebuilding the castle as you're like going through and doing all these things and redoing the construction and um it's like okay like we we got another job you gotta just do three more levels you do three more levels and then like you build you know like the room back and so you could go into like the story mode or the you know create mode and you go into create and there's this like weird little tutorial that um and i know you can't have everything but like the 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 tricky part is um my when my kids started playing it they weren't reading yet and there's no voice in any of these tutorials it's all like written and there's a lot of humor in it but it's like written in a way that's like you know like it's being delivered in this weird like comedically timed thing and like i'm like trying to translate it for the kids and i'm like it's just falling flat and like they're like dad i don't get it and i'm like it's just a bad joke like don't worry about it and they're like you know like try to think of like you know like an overall theme of like what you want your level to feel like and look like i'm like dude like you're not talking to college kids (laughs) trying to like tell my kids like you know how do you put a block there on the thing so um, we tried to go through the tutorials and just like couldn't do it. So my kids didn't do the the build a level stuff for like ever. And then they actually learned by watching YouTube. It was a lot easier to watch someone just be like, go to this tool and then grab this thing and then put this here. And that's how this does this. And they'll just mess around in creative mode, not even like making a level really, just like makes funny sounds. Cause, and I love how the music <laughs> and the sound effects like follow what you're doing. So there'll be like a song going on and like you'll be like pull like a, a piece of land over and it's like and it just gives you like, you know, something going on besides, you know, like what you're controlling. And they think it's hilarious to make a level that's completely impossible. Like they'll get in there and they'll put like, you know, 97, you know, <laughs> bullet bills like uh, flying at you. Not Boomer Bill that they're trying to rename it to now. Um, and uh, uh uh, okay, boomer. You know, like uh, like fireballs falling everywhere, and just like you know, like you go into like a pipe, 
and like it lets you out into an abyss like just they think it's the funniest thing in the world so they'll just they'll build a level they'll be daddy daddy come beat my level <laughs> i'm like all right like here we go like let's get ready and then like you, you start the level and you just see like just like the 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 mountain of crap that's about <laughs> to you know like destroy you and i'm like guys like you need to make a level that you can it's actually possible to beat so i tell them just like the game tells them it's like you can't upload a level unless you can beat it. So it was like, once you guys finish the level, like then I'll play. And that's the one piece of advice I had to give them <laughs> that, so that so now they start, they make a level that's simple and straightforward and then they finish it and then they add pieces to it. And I'm like, there you go. So like start with the concept and like, so it's here and it ends here and like now add things in between. But yeah, Mario for a game that I never played like anything of, the kids have kind of found like new different, you know, kind of avenues to approach that game, whether it's the story or whether it's like the creative aspect. But it's just not part of my DNA to sit down, whether it be Minecraft, you know, something where you just have like a blank canvas where it's like, OK, go create something in this world. It's just not part of my DNA, either like something that I want to do or that I'm good at doing. So I've never really approached that. But it's it's so cool to see what they come up with in those kind of situations. I had a really fun, like, three or four months, same idea with when the first Mario Maker came out, where i just come home from work or whatever I was doing, and my son would be, like, just a big grin on his face when I opened the door. He's like, come play my level. And, and he would do something similar, but he'd, like, ease me into it, and it's like, okay, I'm, you know, regular old Mario level, nothing's fine, and then it's like 97 Bowser's like, fall from the sky. <laughs> um, but I remember, like, one time, like, he was, he's like, I, I can't beat this level, but I think it's beatable. I need you to beat this level. And it was like four hours of playing this like 40 second level until I finally got through it. Wow. Cause you know, there was fire sticks and bullet oh, pills. Man. And, yeah. and it was just insane, but it was so much fun and it felt so good. And like, we both felt amazing when I beat it. Cause he's mm -hmm. like, you did it. Like you beat my level. Yeah. Like this level is there. I spent so much time on it. That's so cool. Yeah. Really fun game. The thing that strikes me about this is like my kids, yeah, they play like Mario Maker and all this stuff. And most of the time it's like these goofy levels or whatever that they like. But I tell them like, you know, hey, on the Switch Online thing that's here, you can play like World and some of these things. You could go back and play these old ones. And they're like, nah, nah, that's okay. Right. I'm like, but it's like the same stuff you're doing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they're not interested. Don't care. It, it is funny because and there's other uh, times where like, because, you know, you know, before, like years before you had kids, I remember just thinking like, I can't wait to show my kids, you know, like DuckTales or Gargoyles or, you know, just any of these like, you know, cartoons that you like. And then like, you know, they get to a point where they start to watch cartoons a little bit and you're like, oh, like, is it time? And then you like try to show them like one episode. And you're like, no, it's not time. Yet. It's not time. Pull it back. Pull it back. <laughs> and like, I keep thinking, OK, like, is it ready? And then like, uh, so I'm trying to like plant the seed for Batman. I'm like, Callie, you know, there's Batman, the animated series, huh? And he's like, oh, yeah, we have one of those books. So like I put on like, you know, that first episode. And I'm thinking, like, is it time? No, 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 it's not time yet. Like, they're not interested, you know, like, and it's weird because, like, it's getting to the point where I'm like, I just don't know if they're going to be into this because it's so different now. And, like, it's the same thing. Like, I forget if it, I'm, I have a terrible memory in my old age, and I'm sorry but if it was one of you who said this or if I heard it somewhere else. But I remember, um, like, like someone was telling a story about it was their kids were, like, uh, uh, really into Minecraft. 
and they were like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get them like the Lego uh, one of the Lego games. Doesn't matter what you know, Lego Star Wars, Lego Undercover City, whatever it is. Oh, here here's here's Lego. Like you're gonna love this. And like ten minutes into it, the kids like. I, I can't I can't build anything like I can't like do what I want and they're like oh yeah like but it's a level you just gotta move through it like no sorry like I wanted I want to do what I want to do I want to build I want to like be my own boss and it's just a I know it's a weird tangent to be on but like I I think about the things that I thought were cool that I couldn't wait to show my kids and like it is just not the same they don't have that same you know you know feeling yeah. for things I, that I, I did. I personally think that old Batman animated series holds up, but like if you think of every other cartoon you watched when you're a kid, cartoons are so much better now. Yeah. It's it's hard to go back to them even as yourself with nostalgia for them for most of I've them. I've been getting inundated with Steven Universe later lately and I will tell you, I don't think they're better. <laughs> they're just Not different. All of them. They're and, they're and, different. And and, yeah, and also and also aid not to get onto the you know, the the, the track of like uh you know how they're designed and like the psychology involved and to keep them watching and all that kind of stuff but like you know they they watch and they love adventure time and when you watch adventure time it's like you know it's it's really cool it's interesting but like it is like like non-stop and then like there's some silly and then there's some you know uh some funny and then some some touching and then uh not to, that's the wrong word some like something that's like really heartfelt you know, like a friendship moment between like a young boy and a young girl. And like, uh, you know, it's it's so much. And it's like one thing after the other. And then you show them like, you know, an old episode of Gargoyles or an old episode of X-Men or an old episode of DuckTales. And it's just a very slow point A to point B. Lo one long story with like a weird like, you know, payoff like, oh, the moral of the story is don't be late for school. <laughs> you know, and like they just don't like they don't have the attention span. They don't care. It's not interesting. So like I think it's it's, you know, they've been introduced to this new style of storytelling and it's hard to go back, you know, to what was happening 30, yeah. 40 years ago. One of my favorite moments ever with my daughter was I remember we had this like super long day. I was like normally I'm I'm always in a really positive mood. It was one of those really rare moments where I was just I was feeling really crummy at the end of the day and down and I I don't know if that was rubbing off on her or what. We got home at like ten o'clock, which she's normally in sleep by then. I think she was three at the time. And she knows that I, I really like Batman. She doesn't care at all about Batman. <laughs> but we got home at ten o'clock and she grabbed my hand and took me downstairs and she's like, Let's watch Batman and she told me to put on the animated series and we fell asleep on the couch watching it and I don't know she's never asked before or after to watch it so I don't know if she's picked up that I needed something from that wow. night it was really great that's so cool very empathic yeah. yes definitely so we're getting close to time here I gotta start really <laughs> yeah. is, is there any other focused. Mario memory that you want to share before we close out Chris and Kelsey at my house playing the first time that this, the <laughs> second time that I met Chris, the first time I believe that I met uh, Kelsey was in town for, uh, for retro world. And I am blessed to own a dual screen play choice 10. And uh, uh, you guys were both over and we were hanging out in the basement and, you know, we just got there and there were some more people that were going to be coming. We we're like, Oh, we have some time. Let's let's play some you know fire up the arcade game. So I fired up the play choice, and uh, Chris decides he's going to play Mario One. 
So um, I, I don't remember how long he was playing. We were kind of just hanging out, you know, shooting the breeze, like looking at the, the big collection that's down there and just chatting it up and everything. And, uh, you know, so eventually Chris ends up, uh, was it stage 8-3? yes. Yep, so it was 8-3 because it was like the castles in the background and uh, like all like the hammer uh, bros and some Koopa Troopas. And uh, so he gets to a point in this stage where he jumps on a Koopa Troopa and <laughs> kicks it forward and he's running behind it. <laughs> and yes. it's and it's killing like like everything <laughs> like it's supposed to yeah it's killing everything that it's supposed to and like just like one thing and he's right behind it it's like don't don't he's just killing one guy after the other and then the shell glitches through <laughs> Yes. Yeah, bro. Like I've never seen happen before. And Chris runs face first into this enemy like someone who's never played Mario Brothers before. And I just remember the look on Chris's face. He he it dies and he just mouth drops open, looks at both of us and was like, Did you see that? <laughs> I remember that one very clearly. Favorite, yes. One of one of my favorite Mario memories. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, oh, I was so robbed. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to clear through this. You're like, let's just like blast through the game real quick, right? It's like, oh, I'm yeah. just going to, I'm going to breeze through this. I can, I can still clear Mario <laughs> one. No problem today. But yeah, no, robbed. Yes. I remember that very clearly. That, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Literally, he's not joking. The shell went literally right through the Hammer Brothers. <laughs> we they were witnesses. We both it we both saw it, yeah. And I and I remember just looking and just laughing and like just thinking, has that ever happened to you guys on the console? Is this like an arcade bug? Or... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, that was a fun one. Yeah. You know, for me, I guess I'd probably have to go back to that time with my cousin when he had the NES, and that was the first time I'd ever seen one or played one or anything else. And we would just play and play and play and uh, until we could beat it. And he he beat it before I did because it was his, um, you know. But it wasn't much longer after that that um, he uh, that I got to beat it as well because he would leave it over like at my house sometimes and let me play for a little while until I could beat it. So learning that and like learning about the Nintendo and everything with my cousin that summer was. Um, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. So it's good memories. You know, we were of an age where we were still goofy and kid-like and, you know, having sleepovers and, you know, doing that sort of stuff, even though we were kind of at the end of that age. And, uh, yeah, it was just a really fun summer. Nice. I, I kind of got a similar one, too. Um, I had a cousin who's about seven or eight years older than me. And they lived out on a farm, and there's not a lot to do there, so his parents would buy him a lot of cool toys. Um, so when we go over there, he'd have the Nintendo and the huge stack of games, all the Nintendo powers. He had a power glove. <laughs> like He had all this stuff I'd never seen. Like All I had was Nintendo, Duck Hunt, Super Mario for a long time. So I, 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 he saw me playing Super Mario, and he's like, you want to see some cool stuff? like sure and so he pulls out the power glove which i'd never seen before and he beat the first couple stages with his hand <laughs> wow that's amazing and then and then he started showing me stuff like you know you can get firepower when you're small yeah, if you do this yeah, trick. Yeah. 
and did you know this warp was here and there's a coin world here and it was just blowing my mind mm. that all the stuff was in this game i had played for hours and hours and hours and hours and just was not aware of it um and it was just this really cool eye-opening experience that uh yeah he shared with me that one summer I remember my cousin showing me uh, about the minus world, you know, and uh, and we just kept like we're like, surely you can beat this, right? Like, surely if you go through it fast enough, long enough, there's probably you know, it's barely enough time. I'm sure if you're perfect, you can. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, no, but uh, we believed it, right? (laughs) We're like, oh man, we're gonna be, you know, we played it so many stupid times. Yeah, I I'm. I don't know, happy that we all, all our, our like memory that came to mind was from Super Mario Brothers, like the NES one. That's, that's kind of funny. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that, like we shared a lot of others throughout the rest of the show too, but just the, those ones stuck out. And dang it, if you guys have ever played versus Super Mario Brothers, dang that game. That's all I'll say, man. <laughs> uh, I didn't know it at the time, but it's got like Lost Levels worlds in it, and you didn't know that as uh, that person, but you're plunking your quarters into a versus machine and you're all of a sudden you're like what the heck is this yeah yeah so those levels are mean mean angry levels yeah i've still never beaten real super mario brothers 2 um got it played it on the disc system a bit but i I beat the lost levels version uh twice once with my brother when we were younger and once uh on my own years and years later it's not a great game. It's not a lot of fun. It's pretty frustrating. <laughs> it's, yeah, painful is a good way to put it. Very much intentionally painful. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for chatting with me about Mario today, guys. It was a great deal of fun for me and brought a lot of good memories back. Oh, absolutely. So, pleasure. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Hope you guys Mario's always fun. Had a good time. Yeah, always fun. And and I know you're not big into the, the 3D ones still, but I still very much look forward to the next Mario announcement. I hope there's another one on the Switch, but if not, whatever comes after the Switch, I'll be looking forward to that one. Switch you. You got it. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. It'd be Switch VR, and they'll just put the Switch dock in front of your face. Switch Labo. Yeah. So... Uh, listeners please uh throw up some comments after with some of your favorite mario moments and games and we'd like to hear some of those too and we'll and i've got more to share so we'll hopefully chat a little bit on twitter or something after this so we'll see you guys next time